Welcome to the Sansbury Show. How about that? We're online at WRQK.com. I'm joined this morning by uh, Matthew Fantone. As uh, per usual, he's yeah. all excited today. He's going to honestly... Fa- Dude, if you find Fantone annoying, today's going to be worse. Whoa, there we go. No, no it's going to be Strap worse. Strap in, people. Because at 9 o'clock, no shame, Jimmy Shane. Nice. And uh, one of the other, uh, you know what, dude? Who is this? This is this is, uh, this is the Ohio Championship Wrestling guy. Correct, Ohio Championship Wrestling. Uh, Love hurts tomorrow night at the Ohio Championship oh, Wrestling a Arena play on Valentine's oh, Day. There. Of course, yeah, play buddy, on buddy, Valentine's of course, Day. it's how you do it. You find the holidays, you do promotions based around them, That's and what you make you do. it white trash. You make yeah. money, dude. It's what you do. I'm Pro kidding. wrestling and radio, it's very similar. It's oh, very, very, very similar. similar. Uh, yeah, but uh, no shame. Jimmy Shane will be showing up. Sherman awesome. Tank, I believe, as well. Nine o'clock. Ohio Championship Wrestling. I will be there, and uh, we've got tickets to give away too. Oh. So the audience will be there too. Well, we'll wait till after the interview right. to pass those. All right. What's up, Nine buddy? o'clock. That's yeah. at uh, that's at the Ohio Championship Wrestling Arena in Akron, is it not? OCW. There yeah. you go. There you go, uh, dude. I'm doing well. I uh, I, I have uh, at seven thirty. I have uh, information on a Cavalier that won something. LeBron never will. So a role player on the Cavaliers has won an award. LeBron James never will. Jeez. Won't happen. Jeez. Cannot do it. I'll give you that at seven thirty. Um, I, uh, I unfortunately we do have to start here today, and I, I was just saying on the program the other, you know the other day I was like man I was like we kind of have to get back to slapsticky and like you know dudes getting caught at Walmart you know stealing sex toys and stuff like that. But I did watch this press conference yesterday, and I've never seen anything like that in my life. Now I understand there's a lot of people who find that to be well good. That's what we need. Like a guy said that to me online yesterday. We don't need a fixer. And I went, oh my God, those people are real. Like those bumper sticker people are real. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like re- real enough. I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I, I. I guess I always. Do you know what? One of my shortcomings in life is I underestimate people sometimes. I, I. So like when I hear about that kind of mentality, I'm like, they're making that up. That's not real. And then like, no, people hit me with it yesterday. Guys, no, we need a president. Make no doubt about that. Okay. Now he can be a little bit more plain spoken, regular spoken, like me and you, like George W. He can do. You can have a little bit of that, but that's not what was happening yesterday. Like I was watching that, and to me, this is what I said. It, to me, it came off like a UFC weigh-in. Like it looked like Conor McGregor throwing water bottles at Nate Diaz. That's what it looked like. And I address this all the time. I've seen the numbers on how Stark County voted for Donald Trump. It was like three to one. I mean, it was crazy. Like, he won here the way he hasn't won other places. Yeah, outside of the city of Canton, just dominated. City of Canton went went for Clinton, but outside. And, I mean, yeah. that's the vast majority. And, I mean, it's nice to think that, like, oh, hey, well. Yeah, you we're know. talking county. Right. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's outside of the bubble of Canton. I mean, every other part of the county, literally everywhere else, voted Trump. I mean, it was, like, bleeding. That's how red it was. <clears throat> and so I worry because I know a lot of you guys like this guy. And I don't dislike him. I kept getting attacked yesterday saying, well, your you're hatred for him. There is no hatred for him. See, I have concern. That's a huge part of the argument that's getting made right now is that like any critical statement you make, you're automatically a hater. I think, like, I think that's always kind of been the case with the president. I think people were saying the same thing when you were when you were like questioning or negative about Obama when he first took office too. I think there's so I, I don't think that that's inherently this race or this election. I think much like everything else, it gets high 
it gets more exaggerated as the years go on. Well, and it's certainly a problem, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no, it was a problem then, problem now. And, uh, you know, open lines of, of conversation, because I, I got into one of these last night. And, and every study says you will never change anybody's mind arguing with them online about politics. Every study, like, like real studies have said that. I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with those real studies, though, because, I mean, look. Fake look, news kind of did that. Look at where we sit right now. Okay. All right. Point taken. So I kind of engaged in one of these. And in every one of my comments, it says, I'm claiming no party. I don't have a dog in the fight. And I really don't. As a matter of fact, you know what? Before I continue down that path, I'm going to tell you something that I've been thinking about for the last week. I think I'm going to stop voting. I, no, hold on. Hear me out. It's always been the mentality that if you don't vote, you can't have an opinion. That is the mentality. That's the mentality. That is. Now, I think for most of America, that's probably fair. Okay? But for a guy who has my job, I think what I'm going to do is stop voting. That way I can have an opinion on everybody and there's no, this is my bias. Oh, you voted for them. This you voted is for who, them. You're biased. Exactly. I'm unbiased because I don't vote. Und- I don't that now look, I that sounds un-American. I get that. No. But, but maybe Fantone, that's where the evolution of this stuff is taking me. A little bit of a little bit of rush applies here and I know they're Canadian and we might build that northern wall but like if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice and like when you don't vote, you're I kind of like leaving my it's, my. it's your right as an American to not vote. That's why it's not like everybody like has to vote. That's know, like, but, and that's, like but that's like a part of the greatness of it is you don't have to. If I, you feel nobody represents you, if you feel if you feel politics as a whole don't represent you or, or, or isn't what your I voice. Think, I think what I might do. I think what I might do is every four years loan my ID. To somebody who can't get an ID to vote. <laughs> little voter for, voter, for a little voter ID. Sandsbury's no, selling it. I'm making jokes. But seriously, I have been flipping the coin in my mind of, given what I do for a living, given the fact that it's my opinion that drives the product, should I really be invested on any real level other than just informed? Um. Well, I, I guess, you know, being in the, in, in, in the position you are, it does... It's a unique set of circumstances that we face when, when yeah. we do this. Um, like, should, should does this apply locally? Does this apply on a state well, level? Let me I mean, ask you: Like, should Shepard Smith and should those the, should those kind of guys vote? Are you covering anything objectively? If you are, can you? I, I mean, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying, I, like, let's be honest. Our, I mean, every day we talk about things. Your bias comes into it, so it does mine. Of course. I mean, and that's yeah. that's human nature. Right. I mean, that's who we are. Yeah. Um, not I just politics. Any subject. I, I don't think necessarily that the news has to be 100% without bias. I think it's okay to have a left news. I think it's okay to have a right news. I think there just has to be an option that's factual and 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 rooted in reality. I was going to ask this question yesterday online and I, and, I, and I was worried people weren't I was worried people were going to really think I was being sarcastic, but I wasn't. And legitimately, is MSNBC fake news? I, I mean, show me the evidence I, I, and, and, and show me show me what your definition of fake news is, because that's why this has gotten to be such a blurred line where like it started out. The concept of it was was propaganda, like true to the heart propaganda, right. false stories being distributed to yeah, influence li- an election. Yeah, that's li- propaganda. Right. Like I won by the biggest electoral college landslide in the history of the country. Like I, that one. I mean, <laughs> which, by the li- way, what do you what do you what are you doing that for? But, man? Right. And you know what he said when pressed on it? Did you hear what he said? Well, I was given that information. Bro, somebody told me isn't a good enough reason while you're president. 
And I mean, something that's so easy to fact check, something that's so like, hey, you probably as a president should have a decent historical knowledge of other presidential elections. It's been what? How many days? Like nobody's like penciled this in on like a note card for you. And like, there's a little bit of. You just can't be that cavalier. Like, I understand, like, on the campaign trail, like, that kind of, like, talking straight is just kind of what got you there. But you're here now. And, like, things get you to the NFL. But then when Belichick puts you in the starting lineup, you have to play differently. He was bragging about his electoral college victory. It's not like a reporter asked him about this or said anything about Fair. this. Fair. It wasn't he, led down the line. He's done no, it. No, he used it as a way to dodge the question and, and then gave wrong information. And, and and he's been doing it since he's been elected. It's not like somebody handed him a piece of paper right before and said, hey, by the way, you've got one of the biggest ever, and he didn't have time to fact check it. He's been saying it since this happened, and it's still untrue. And, like, listen, is it that big of a deal? No, like no, it's not that big of a deal in the sense of like. Except okay, for well, what's the what, line? But then? what are you lying about? Why are you lying about this? It's something that's so easily provable, so easily researched. Why would you? Why, why would you lose those points? You, you you you're running. You know the scoreboard that you have in front of you. Why wouldn't you just try to be like, all right, easy win here, easy win? So I think I figured him out yesterday. Jeez. No, no, I seriously, I think I have cracked the Donald Trump code. Legitimately, I think this is what happened. I do think there was a time where he wanted to raise issues that he was concerned about. And then I think he looked around and saw who else was up on those stages with him. And he went, dude, none of these guys can get there. Nobody can beat her. I can beat her. Legitimately thought he was the only one that could beat her. And I think he honestly wants to get thrown out. I do think there's a little bit of him now that realizes the job's a little over his head and he kind of wants to get thrown out. This is my opinion. And I think he wants to be thrown out. And I also think it's partially because Donald Trump won't stop to think about the fact that, bro, you don't ever get to stop being president. You think Barack Obama's on vacation with Michelle? Like alone? No, bro. That Secret Service is there. Once you're president, you're president. Welcome to life. And I think he didn't need, I don't even think he stopped long enough to think about that. Like, I think he went, well, I'll go do it for a little while. I'll get thrown out and then I'll go back to being a billionaire and doesn't realize that, bro, your life is forever changed as the president now. They're not just, you're not going to be the first president in history. It's like, nah, guys, I'm good. Go, you go over there. Stop paying attention to me. That's never going to happen. And I don't think he thought it all the way through. I worry about that a little bit. And I'll tell you, over this last week, I've talked to plenty of Trump supporters. And this is why I feel like I can be really open and honest about this right now. I've talked to 25 of you that have admitted to me privately that you regret who you voted for. And you know what? Good for you. Good for you for being willing to say to, you know, to yourself and to somebody else, you know what? I made a mistake. I, and look, I don't know if you made a mistake or not. I'm not saying you did. But you feel as if you have. And I think that that's okay that you recognize that. I will tell you, as a guy who was telling everybody, relax, it's going to be fine. He's going to, he'll temper out. Everything's going to be fine. That I watched that yesterday in the only word, and I'm not trying to stick my, the, the thorn in your side, and I'm not trying to make you all riled up, and I'm not trying to make you piss off on a Friday morning. But I'll be honest with you, the only feeling I could have yesterday while sitting on my couch, other than disgust at my fat body, was embarrassment for my country. And I'm not a guy who normally talks like that. I normally find people who talk like that to be wildly annoying. But I said to, honestly, I said to a guy who's one of my really good friends who's a 100% Trump supporter. And I texted him yesterday. I said, Nick, this is flat out embarrassing. And he sent me back a message. He's like, this can't be denied. You set up to me. Set up to me. Set up to me. You set it up. Dude, I get that plain speaking got you here. 
but you're here now, bro, and the job requires other things, and Grace Under Fire is going to be one of them. And so, dude, it's nice to have that club in your bag, and you don't have it. And that's starting to get a little, like, I under, like people say, well, the media is so hostile. And I said to people yesterday, well, did you stop and think about maybe the fact that he deserves it now? Like, maybe he deserves a hostile press. By the way, the press is supposed to be a little jaded. They're supposed to not trust you. And everybody says, well, you know, Obama didn't get this treatment. <laughs> Early on in his first term, he did. You know why the media was a little softer on him a little later on in life? Because a lot of people like the policies that were in place. Well, and a lot of us stopped paying attention to after the right. first 100 days of a presidency. We all kind of most like, people eh, were whatever. out. Right. I mean, most people aren't paying attention. Period. So. This is going to be. This won't happen, uh, dude. 100 days in, people will still be on this. 200 days in, they're still going to be on this. It, I mean, it was, dude. When he started yelling at that, and I didn't even put the race filter on it. Like when I he started yelling at that lady. Do you know him? Set up the meeting. I was just like, bro. You're unhinged. It looked like video footage that he didn't know he was on TV. Like, I was sitting, like, I I tweeted it. This looks like a UFC weigh-in. It doesn't even seem real. It didn't even seem real. And on some level, it was kind of funny like that. But it's the country, so it's not, like, hilarious. It's funny. I mean, that's what it is. It's hilarious without being funny. And I know I'm probably making you a lot mad, but this is what happened yesterday. It's in the news, and I have to give you my opinion on it. I don't know what kind of president he's going to be, but if those are press conferences, dude, you're friends with Bill Belichick. You can't figure out how to win the press conference? Dude, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick can't get, dude, you better hire their guy. I, I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe it. You set up the meeting. It's okay to be an emotional nightmare and give in to your emotions and your anger while hosting mornings at Rock 106.9. But see, that's what my limitations are. This is about this is where my life goes. All right, I can do this. I can't do that stuff over there. What do I always say? Self-awareness. Know who you are. Know what your limitations are. This is what I'm built for. I'm not built to run the country. I got good ideas. I'm a smart guy, but I don't. But I, I'm a little too. I'm a little too hot-headed for it. And so when me, the I need a Snickers every 20 minutes guy is looking at the TV like, bro, you need to settle down. I think it's okay to start being like, oof, which way is this going to go? I hope we can all still be friends. I love you. You guys like the program from what I've been told. And I hope that can maintain fans. We were kind of talking at seven o'clock. We were like, we're going to have to do this. And I had this idea, and he was like, bro, I, I, I hear you. I think it's funny. He's like, but I'm telling you, he's like, I think we're just going to make people mad. So I don't know. We'll flip the coin. We'll see if we'll do that at 7 o'clock or not. We will talk to Jimmy Shane. And Tank, is it? Yeah. Okay. From uh, Ohio Championship Wrestling, that'll happen at 9 o'clock. We have Sammy Hagar tickets. We'll give you those at 7.30. And we'll continue the program next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com, 7.30. We'll get you hooked up with those Sammy Hagar tickets. That show, June 24th, out at the Hard Rock Roxena. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that one myself, actually. I'm, uh, I like Sammy. Well, best of both worlds right there. Stansberry and the Red Rocker. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what I, that's one of the things I like about Sammy is he gives you what you want. Like, you don't go there and it's like, no, you're only getting, like, the Sammy songs. Like, he'll play you some Van Hagar stuff. It's all chicken foot all night, baby. 
Oh, man. All right, I haven't read this yet, so we're, we'll, we'll get back into this a little later. But Fantona okay. sent me an email that says, Sex game ends with man's decapitation by circular saw. Have not read that yet. We'll, uh, but we'll put a pin in that. <laughs> we are going to get in that before the end of the day. Did you hear this thing about Darrell Revis? I did. NFL player Darrell Revis? I did. Apparently he's from Pittsburgh, Darrell is. And uh, if I'm reading the story properly, he was in Pittsburgh back home. Right. And a young man walked up to him and asked him, are you Darrell Revis? And he says yes. And then the kid starts like filming him via cell phone and like following him. Which would suck. You know what I mean? It would suck. Yeah. And Darrell Revis then apparently like beat the kid up, left him unconscious. And now he's been charged multiple felonies, four of them included. Included robbery, assault. I'm assuming the robbery is he took the kid's phone. After beating him up because he tried to like delete the video and he like took the kid's phone. Sounds about right. And then assault and then making terror threats, which I, I'm sure like that once you read that definition, it gets pretty broad in there. I'm not sure what he had actually said there, but it was around 2.43 in the morning. And uh, it's claimed that Darrell Rivas knocked two people unconscious. Oof. Well, now, obviously, I mean, dude, you get a drunk Dar- Darrell Rivas swinging fists on, on John Q. Public, and yeah, dude, you're going to start lighting suckers up, yeah. man. I mean, of course. Um, this posted yesterday, and at that at the that point, he had not turned himself in uh, to authorities as of yet. He could be seeing some serious uh, jail time if he doesn't get this turned around. Now, you know, as far as turning yourself in, he's a celebrity. They'll, you know, you'll be able to, you know, work something out there probably. But uh, but not if you, I mean it all depends on how long you stay on the run. But I mean seriously, like well you know I wanted to go home and talk to my wife, get myself collected, and then we were going to come into the you know the police you know that stuff happens all the time. I don't know if it should or not. But and I'm not going to excuse Darrell Rivas here. But bro, how bad would it suck to be that kind of famous? Like it would suck to be that kind of famous. Yeah, of course. I mean, it would totally suck. There's no question about Can't it. Can't hit people. But, but 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 on the flip side of that coin, that's where those millions of dollars come from. So you know the sacrifice you're you're signing up for, right? Huh. So you mean to tell me that if your job, that when you walk out of your front door, kind of puts you in a situation where you're always at work and you have to address what it is that you do for a living at random, that you should be compensated for that. That's your belief? I could buy into that. Bro, today of all days, I would hide that belief. Little insight. A little peeling of the curtain back there. I I can't excuse him beating anybody up, but I, but I have long said, like, I understand why TMZ, like, why those cameramen get punched. I totally get it. Well, and you got to think, this wasn't even like a paparazzi situation. No. This was just some dude at the bar or some dude on the street. This is going to push this conversation down the field eventually of, is it just okay to take out your phone and start filming somebody you don't know? Like, it's going to get to a weird time. I mean, think about it. Dude, you're in the background of a million. Like, I said this the other night at Buzzbin, right? It was, like, first Friday. And, like, I was, I, I, you know, I had showered that morning, but I looked like crap. I've been to golfing all day, and I just, I just wanted to sit at the bar and drink a beer. That's all I wanted to do. Sit at the bar, drink a beer, and watch a band. And that's what Buzzman is amazing at. Better than most bars in the world, to be honest with you. And there I was. And I don't care about this, but, like, there was a chick at the other side of the bar, and she's like, up and she's got this selfie and I just jokingly said to the bartender, I'm in the background of that selfie looking fat as hell dude and I don't like it. I look like garbage right now and now I'm a, it's gonna live in infamy on Instagram. Now welcome to the world I get it. Now she wasn't trying to film me though. 
But I got to be honest with you, dude. If I leave Busman and I start walking down Cleveland to get back to my house and some dude's just filming me walking down the street, I don't think that ends well. I agree that people should have respect, and obviously there's a, a line. But when I'm you're asking too much, when right? you're in public, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, if somebody's taking a picture or you're or filming a video or doing whatever, you're in the public. And when you go out into the public, and you, you know what you're signing up for, they're not they're not coming into your house. They're not set up cameras in Darrell Reeves' house. You're no, on the streets, right? Two forty in the morning. You're obviously there's some liquor here. He's like I said, I'm not excusing Darrell Reeves. But I think there is something to people don't realize that not everybody is okay with this stuff. And your first instinct, no matter what it is you see now, is to grab your phone. And celebrity or not, sooner or later, somebody's going to close their fist and punch you right in the mouth. Because you're not Steven Spielberg. (laughs) We're not. And yet we all think we are now. We, not you, we, I do this too. But sooner or later, somebody's going to punch us. Somebody's going to be unhappy about the fact that you're now doing this to them. And there is a little bit of, just because he plays football and just because he entertains you on Sunday doesn't mean he has to talk to you at 2.30 in the morning on the street corner. Doesn't mean that. It doesn't. You don't control the celebrity. Right, but no, he's not being arrested for being a dick. No, he's being arrested because he put his hands on somebody. And I've said multiple times in the conversation, you should not do that. But we can't. But I will, as I will not excuse Darrell Revis, I will not excuse the idiot fan either. Because, dude, we all know how that can be. Where they just are relentless on these, like, dude, and again, we, I don't think most people, we don't understand what it's like to be famous like that. Like, dude, he's famous in every city. Like, there's no escaping that. And so, uh, sooner or later, that will boil over, right or wrong, it will. That's a fact. And we're seeing that, and he should be charged. He should be, there should be some jail time, and there should be all of that. But I'm telling you, as, you, as you're going to be out this weekend, I would think about that. Will this get me punched in the face? Dude, honestly, cell phone cameras aside, that should be part of your like decision-making like tree. Am I going to make money off this? Am I going to get laid off this? Is, this gonna, is somebody going to punch me in the face if I do this? That's the top three. Dude, that's the Mount Rushmore of decision-making. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I'm going to send you over to WRQK.com right now yeah. because in the Sansbury Show section is uh, I have a video of Stone Cold trying like all the fruity drinks at bars. And I would play it for you, but like we all know Stone Cold. He uh, well he likes the F word a little too much, and uh, but that video is up for you. It's very funny. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin used to be famous for drinking Steve Weisers. Yeah. He was a big uh, Bud guy, but then he uh, he's got his own like beer now. It's um, Broken Skull Ranch Ale or something like that. Obviously, I'm not a craft beer dude, so I haven't drank it yet. But he's a big wine guy too. He's a, well, he's a drunk. <laughs> is that right? I mean, is that like I don't know enough about too. I mean, I knew I knew it was part of the character, but is that like legitimately? Yeah, certainly at this point, I think he's embraced it. It's much like the snake thing, much like the Red Rocker. You know, hey, it's a part of the character. It's part of the character, but it's part of real life. When you live that character for so long, and a part of that character is like doing shots. I mean, that dude was like chugging beers up on those ring ropes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not not drinking it, right? Right now, they're pouring all over his chest or whatever. Yeah, but when you do six at a time, aren't you? You know. So that video is up for you, WRQK.com there. Also up at WRQK.com, I don't know if you saw this, but JoJo Barbie 
Yeah. Oh. Dude, she's hot and she's holding a bucket of chicken. Oh. Yeah, no, she is sexy. She is, uh, she's legitimately sexy. You can, just, uh, you can check that out. I have a story here. Phantom sent me this earlier this morning, and I had a chance to read it. Uh, this is uh, apparently happened in Germany in, yeah. in 2008, but the woman's just now being sentenced to prison. Yeah. Uh, apparently, sex games ended with a man dying. Sex games. <laughs> Gabrielle is accused of killing her lover and then cutting his head off. Jeez. In December 2008. Uh, is when this went down, but only uh, the cops only were made aware just this last year because somebody close to her uh, ended up turning her in. The victim Good. listed exactly the victim uh, listed as Alex, and Gabrielle described to the courtroom that they were engaged in what she called degrading sex games. Okay, she says and claims that they were initiated by the victim himself. Okay, what else she gonna say? Uh, Alex was tied to a bed, was blindfolded when he was killed. The website reports that he died after his chest, listen to this, was sliced open with a circular saw. Jeez. But she cut his head off. The decapitation happened post-mortem there, after death. She described her relationship with Alex as predatory. He was about five years older than her. She told the court that they met when she was only 16. Yeah. And he immediately moved. they immediately moved in together. Sure. As soon as she turned 18. Sounds about oh, right. Sounds about dude, right. Yeah. If you're swirling around a 16-year-old waiting for the oven to be done, right. there's... There's well, something wrong with you, dude. I mean, especially when you have, like, all right, I'm... I'm now, I'm, she was 23 when she killed him. I'm grooming this 16-year-old to play weird sex games with yeah, me. Like Jerry Lee Lewis style uh, there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, and obviously weird. this dude was into, uh, you know, some taboo things. And, 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 and I, you know, I mean, there's obviously fetishes when when fear comes into play of sex and pain comes into play with sex. And, hey, different strokes for different folks. Do whatever you want with your life. Circular sauce. I, I, dude, you're getting into something there. Yeah. Right. I've told this story before, and uh, and and I'll tell it again. But this is this is it, it goes into this. Okay, you got to be careful, even if somebody tells you that they want something. Yeah. So I was with this girl one night, and uh, it was one of those like we weren't dating or whatever. She just texted me. She's like, "Come over," and I was like, "Okay." And this is years ago now, and so I went over to her house, and it was like in the middle of the night or whatever, and you know we're engaged in some sort of sexual activity, and she's like, "Hit me." And I was like, I'm a little uncomfortable with it. And she was like, no, seriously. She's like, hit me in the face. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't, you know. And the next thing I know, so dude, I slapped her. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to stop this. This is, she's pretty hot. You know what I mean? Let's, let's see. I guess maybe I'm into it. I don't know. We'll find out, you know. And so I hit her and she actually said to me, and dude, I've never been able to shake this. Don't be a pussy. Hit me. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> And so, like, I went a little further, and that wasn't enough. And I ended up through that. Honestly, I stood up, I got dressed, and I ended up leaving the situation. You're a little victimized there, dude. You are. And Honestly, you were put in a situation you didn't feel comfortable with that you didn't necessarily feel like consenting to, and she pushed you to do something that you didn't want to well, do. Well, I was, I was more worried about what, what the cops were going to say to me right. when I left. No, 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 no. But it's like when, when she wakes up and goes, you know what? 
He's not my boyfriend. Why do I let guys do this to me? And then next thing you know, I'm in the, the police station like, I, she told me to hit her, man. Right. You no, know? There, there's definitely um, a, a, I was lev- scared for my life. a level of concern there. There's a level of, especially as you get into you know weirder and, and, and more taboo things that, yeah, you definitely have to. And that's why trust is so important when you yeah. do fetishize things. Um, do you think this guy, like, uh, what kind of buzzsaw play could you even come up with? Do you think he had like his junk on uh, a log and they were moving it towards the buzzsaw? No. Like, what do you, I mean, what do you think no. they were doing? Well, all right. It I, sounds crazy, but I mean, maybe there. All right. I, I did. I was dating a woman who got off on holding knives to my throat while we had sex. See, and people are into weird things, man. Which was a little dangerous when she was on top of you because it's like, did you get that rhythm going a little too well? Like, next thing you know, like, it's a lot dangerous, period. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, her on top, yeah. you on top, whatever. Dude, I, dude, I don't care. I, I would literally, I, dude, I, I, as a matter of fact, I talked to her yesterday, begged her to come down here yesterday. Like, yeah, knives, whatever that chick wants, she got to do. It was, uh, it was all fun there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about power tools. Like, once you start plugging things in, do you think it was like they were sliding them down the board like the old car? cartoon like yeah, they were going to split yeah. Yeah, for Dude, sure. I don't think it I was think. Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I guess they did end up cutting his head off. So I, I, who knows, guys? I'm telling you right now, if chicks go to like you know Tim the Tool Man Taylor while you're banging, I would back out. That's to, that's pretty much call Uber time at that point. Get hooked up with Sammy Hagar tickets at 7:30 on Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by Vix Dayquil and Nyquil. Nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. 7:30. I've got information on a Cavalier. Who snagged an award, acknowledgement there, that LeBron will never hit. Won't happen. And I'm not sure it shouldn't, actually, but we'll examine. But 7.30. Okay. Role player on the Cavaliers. Uh, a little uh, dude, uh, a little outshining the uh, well, King James there. I would like to think LeBron was the shiniest of all of them, but guess not. Yeah, that forehead. I mean, that, right, <laughs> you, right, get, you get right. a little too close. But we'll give you that at 7.30. Also, Sammy Hagar tickets. You know, we started the program out a little, I don't want to say negative, but we started the program out this morning, 6 a.m., with uh, some world news, you know, some stuff that was happening yesterday, you know, given the press conference. That's, uh, you know, everybody's mind. It's in the business, what is known as Topic A. Um, I'm going to try my hardest to honestly avoid it, though, for the rest of the program. I don't know if I'll be able to, okay. but I'm going to try. I, but I am going to try. And uh, and so I'll tell you, like on my rundown that I wrote down yesterday to do the program, slotted for this break right here was the press conference. Okay, but I'm uh, uh, but I'm going to choose to just look downfield. Okay, because honestly, it's so divisive now that it's like I just I don't need like people don't I just don't need people thinking that I'm trying to hate on the guy just to hate on him because I'm not and I you know what I mean and but there's no way everybody can know that right not you know what I mean I know I recognize not everybody's going to realize that with me you know at the end of the day I agree with you and I know what you're doing there's just a part of me that's like well are you neglecting to do your job I understand what I mean it's a tough call that's a gamble I have to take today and 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 uh, you know it's well it's Essentially, that's the gamble I take every day. That's why, in theory, I'm compensated. In theory. Yeah. Okay. That's the term there. There it is. So I, will, I do want to make you aware of this instead. We've had this guy on the program uh, a bunch of times. He, he was unable to make it today because I think he's actually on the road for this now. 
But our buddy Ricky Smith has started this movement called Rake, which is Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. And he's done such a good job of it that it's actually being acknowledged as Fridays as being the Random Acts of Kindness uh, you know, Everywhere day. Like, he's got his own day now. Like, Channel 3 was tweeting this out yesterday. He was all over the news. He's now got, like, a, like a, like a, like a nationwide tour that's happening. I, I believe he's on tour right now where he goes to, like, different cities and he does this. And given... All this stuff, and you've been hearing me bitch about this for the last few weeks, about how, dude, the internet just makes us bitchy, and Facebook just makes us yell at one another, and Twitter's no good, and all it is is hot takes, and people just hate one another. And I believe some of that. And so, as a guy who's not really, like, you know, just pick up everybody and hold everybody's hand, like, I'm not one of those either, but there's something to this. And I don't know if I've ever been, if I've ever been alive in a time more important to try to be nice to somebody you don't know. I don't know if I've ever been alive in a time where that was more important. Maybe I have. Maybe I have. I I mean, I think we all feel very um, in the moment right now where it's like, well, there's something wrong right now. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, during that whole OJ thing, there was probably a time where we were like at each other's throats a little too harsh. I I think a point to be made there of, of, you know, our buddy Ricky didn't necessarily like invent this idea. No, obviously. Pay it forward was a movie when Ricky was in high school. Right. But I mean, mean, the concept of kindness and and really what this boils down to is the concept of karma, that if you do good, good will come back to you. Buy into karma? uh, No, because I don't really buy into... Things like that. Okay, so where are you? You know what? Let's do this. Destiny. Real? Uh, no. I mean, soulmates. These things happen for a reason. Uh, Des- you- Destiny, no, because really what you're talking about with Destiny is a pre planned uh, d- world. You I mean, have no, you, you have have no, no real will. influence in your life. You have no free will. So, no, I don't buy into Destiny. Yeah, I like soulmates, free will. Soulmates, no, because there's plenty of people in the world that you could love. Assimilate yourself it's, to. It's who you decide to love and who you decide to work with that make that person your I would soulmate. agree with that. I don't buy into soulmates either. I don't buy into the one person for you theory. But I, but I do like what Ricky is doing here because I think it's nice. And I actually, so I came about, here, here's how I found Ricky, actually, is he was on Twitter and it's at, it's at Rick Onion now, but it was drunk ass Rick originally. And he was just this wild dude who was like constantly talking about how much Jameson he drank in one tweet, and then the next tweet, it would be like this really nice thing he did for somebody. And I was like, man, this guy, I see a lot of myself in this dude, where it's like, you're really bad to yourself, but really good to other people. And I was like, you know, I, I kind of see myself in there a little bit. And I had just gotten a, like a new job after like being out of work for a while. And, and so I started to feel like the, that, you know, be thankful for your position in life this time around, because last time you weren't, and the world kind of took it from you. And so I try to stay cognizant of that. And that's how I kind of came to him. And I was on the radio then. And I just, I went on the, I was doing afternoons at like, honestly, uh, you know, uh, it's not, well, it's now a Spanish station. Although I don't know about yesterday. They may have been off the air yesterday. Not sure on that one. You can Google that. And, uh, but, and so like, I kind of told the story. He heard about it and I invited him into the studio and I realized he's one of the craziest people you've ever met in your life. Ricky is, but he really is doing good things. And I know he's inspired the hell out of Fantone. Like once you guys got in the same room together you really did not that you weren't always a good dude but you kind of like stepped it up a notch like i feel like there was a little like i you know what i can need to take a page out of this dude's book um well there, there was kind of a couple things that happened there i think number one is people mature you kind of like notice the advantage or the privilege you've had in your life and you want to pay that forward and that certainly happened with me but between a meeting rick and then b the incident in the cheetah exhibit i really did there was like i don't want to say like an awakening in my life but there I was, might be jesus there was now there was a little bit of 
of like there was a little bit of like you're capable of doing good in the world and you're capable of making a positive impact. And I've always believed that about myself. And 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 I think it just kind of like if if more people felt that way and if more people were exposed to things like that, maybe they would start to feel that way too. See, I had the and, same thing with him. And one of the things with one of the things with this concept of random acts of kindness everywhere and 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 what he's done and what I've done, there comes to be a conflict of interest to me, I feel like, where it's like I don't want to boast about things. I don't want to make myself look like I'm holier people than people yell at me all the time on, on Twitter and Facebook about that. Jesus, dude, quit shoving it in our face. You're only doing this for likes. And then I have to remind people bro i don't need likes i got a four-hour program named after me that plays into the ego of me i dude i got enough positive reaffirm you know a positive reaffirmation about my life like i'm good but you kind of do like the likes and you can say you don't you can say but it feels good it does. i don't hate it right and but like, it's not why i do uh, it but but there's that there's that like i don't want i don't ever want to present myself like that i don't ever want to rub it in your yeah, face it's, i don't uh, ever I mean, want to like it's a fine line but uh, when it when it really comes down to it though is like i mean i guess like you have a responsibility as somebody who is is in a position to do something about things i feel like there is a little bit of like hey i can do something therefore i should do something i feel compelled to do something and in this situation obviously our platform gives us an audience it gives us people who, who listen to what we say and, and and if i can use that for positive i feel like that's a you know instead of just bitching about well, like oh this sucks there's sometimes where i feel like what i do for a living is destroying things so sometimes i want to repair stuff and you know you can share i could instead of me doing something and posting about it on facebook i could share somebody else that did something nice and be like oh hey this teacher is doing something so great for their students but, but you know what happens then when are you gonna do well, it and you lose a little bit of like the a little bit of the hey you should do this i'm doing this if i'm showing you someone else doing this it's not nearly as impactful as, as like me showing you hey. so the best system i suppose if i'm listening to us and i am is that a little bit of both there is what you should do is expose what you do but then maybe two to one expose to like other people more and then you know throw a little bit of what you do in the 36 chamber of shaolin isn't another fighting style it's spreading the word it's being positive about it it's you know like like the teachings of jesus nice like, i mean that cash is, rules everything around me well nice. you get to that level of like all right we we now have something how do we spread this how do we make this bigger how do we how do we how do we you know grow the tent that's i mean that's what happened with me and ricky because like i mean you know for those of you that don't know and most of you should by now my dad was a minister believed strongly homelessness and hunger was like a big issue of his and we used to go downtown cleveland and like do all that stuff you know all the holidays and all that stuff multiple times a year summer and i've told the story before where i met this guy who um was really interesting and intelligent and all this stuff but he was homeless and um his life had he did, but long story short i ended up giving the guy my shoes that day like i was like i think i got 35 pairs of shoes at home i'm a spoiled kid from the suburbs like you know what i mean this dude needs shoes here's some shoes man and like i remember like i made my dad cry that day he was so proud of me and like i had like kind of like not done a lot of that kind of stuff after he had died and i think partially that was part of the reason why is because i got kind of hardened by that and uh hadn't really mourned it some people say i really still haven't mourned that loss and they're probably right and so like when i met him i was like 
oh, dude, you're you're on the same path as that guy. And honestly, there is part of me that wants Ricky to be proud of me. It's you know, I, I think we all go through a part of our our life where you know, maybe in your twenties, and maybe when you're a little younger than that, you're you're a little too immature to really see that. But yeah, there comes to be a part where you think about like, well, what impact have I made, and what do I what do I compare that to? And right. you obviously comparing your impact to your father, there had to be a little bit of like, whoa, dude, I don't stack up. Whoa, yo, I better, I better, I don't like, stack up. I, I better start adding some some something to. The I need some good karma here. points. Right. Right, exactly. Because he's up there right now, going, "No, dude, I'm telling you, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right, dude. Well, just, dude, kick Pornhub out of heaven, God. I'll take responsibility for him. It's no big deal." God's like, I don't know, so Dean, it, I don't know. It's, it's So it's like, this is like now like a national day. It's right. like random acts of kindness everywhere day. That's awesome. And, and, and essentially what the what the challenge is, what the thing is today, is to go out there and do one, at least one randomly kind thing for a person. That can be handing a dollar out the window to the guy at the uh, at, at the off section. That could be, you know, helping your neighbor if you see them, you know, taking their groceries out of their car. Just something that's positive, even if it's just smiling at somebody. And then they want you to post about it on social media using the hashtag random acts of kindness day that way everybody the whole day not just rake like well, it, it's all sprawled out there's, ha- there's hashtag random acts of kindness day and then hashtags rake as well um but the concept is is then people will start to see this be inspired and, and hopefully today turns into a uh, a positive day in the this world. whole thing started listen to this this is who this kid is the kid he's a man he's older than i am ricky is he doesn't like to admit that but he is and uh this whole thing started he got divorced his wife left him and he was living on somebody's couch in L.A., and he needed to feel better. And so, like, I, I think the story goes he went and got pizza, and on the way home, he just high-fived some dude living on the street. And he said that positive human interaction was enough to make him feel better that day. And so the next day, he woke up, and he just started randomly high-fiving people. This is how this whole thing started. It's just by like high fiving because he just was depressed about being, you know, left. And so he just started high fiving people. And he realized he was bringing, like, people started to get happy about it. And so then he went and bought a pizza, gave it to somebody. And then somebody said to him, Hey, man, I heard about this. So I did this for somebody. And he realized, Oh my God, I'm on to something here. And then he just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And I will say that if you put positive out in the world, it will come back twofold. That kid's landed not one, but two TV shows at networks now. Now, it doesn't always. But you have a better chance. You don't buy it. No, that's 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 the concept of karma. Like, you don't buy into karma at all. I don't necessarily, dude. I'd like to. Ah, I'd I buy like into to, it a little. I feel like it's idealistic. Well, then why are so many good people dying of cancer, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why are so many, mysterious ways, right? That's uh, how God works. Well, I mean, if we're just going to start throwing the turtles around know. with no meaning behind them. Karma, mysterious ways. Okay, but, but bro, you're kind of starting to sound like me, though, where like, dude, the world's awful. We're all going to die. and like, I, I don't know if it's awful, but I can say it's random. It's just happening. That's, yeah. I mean, for sure the world's random. Him. But uh, I, I just believe in kind of what he's doing, and every once in a while, I need to be reminded that I need to do more of that. And it's, dude, he got like a whole national day. Like I'm, I believe I'm working tonight. I'm bartending again tonight because you know they call me two jobs there. And uh, I believe what I'm going to do is I think I'm just going to like you know how Christmas time people will do like layaway. I think I'm just going to pick a random person tonight and pay their bar tab, especially since I have it on the computer and I know how much everything costs. <laughs> All right, uh, we have Sammy Hagar tickets. You'll get those, and also a Cavalier won an award that I don't believe LeBron James will ever get. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. Rock 106.9. Well, welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Hooking you up with Sammy Hagar tickets for the Hard Rock Arts. You know, that show's not until June the 24th. Jeez. We'll get you hooked up here in just a few minutes, 800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. So one of the things we do on the program... 
is we take a piece of audio, highlight it, and we'll slow it down. Our theory's always been that if you slow a piece of audio down, it actually gets funnier. And uh, I discovered this using a piece of audio equipment that, the, that every radio station has called a Vox Pro. Years and years ago, I discovered this, and I was like, oh my God, this is a goldmine. And so we do it occasionally, you know, here and there on the program, and we try not to do it too much because I don't want, you know what I mean? You don't want to ruin anything. No, anything funny when you do it too much. I mean, you give a guy, dude, it's it's always been an old adage in radio. You give a guy a button, he just wants to push the button. I do that, yeah. There's no question about it. You like pushing the button. Well, and a prime example, you know, I also like to kick the dust up, and you can kick the dust up. Or you can kick the dust up. See? And it's hilarious. There you go. There's a little, uh, there's a little example of what we're talking about. So somebody, the other day, I was like flying off at the mouth, like defending Nickelback to no end, right? And somebody said to me, can we get, I'll have the quesadilla slowed down. And I said, oh yeah, by the end of the program, we'll do it. And then we didn't do it. Yeah, we're idiots. And so like, yeah, I just forgot. Sorry. Short-term memory. I don't know why Where that's a problem, go? but uh, did I just, we, neither one of us have it. And so Fantone says to me uh, during the break, he was like, bro, he's like, remember that? He's like, I have that. And he's like, wait, do you hear this? And he like laid it on me, and all of a sudden, Nickelback becomes the most metal band of all time. Listen to this. That's there it is in normal. You there, know, there we go. That's there regular there. Nickelback sound there. Yeah. All of a sudden, Nickelback gets like all death metal. Sounds satanic. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Dude, that's crazy, man. I love doing that. We do need to find a little bit, uh, you know, some more pieces of audio and have some fun with that. That should probably be a, like a Friday standard thing. And I will have the quesadillas, by the way. It sounds absolutely delicious. If any of the restaurants are listening right now, just bring us some quesadillas. That'd be yeah, uh, dude, please, dude. It's been three years. I've been, uh, dude, I've said, I don't, I, I, dude, I've said every morning. Uh, that's never going to happen. Although, you know, we should, let's make people aware of this. March the 17th. For St. Patrick's Day, this program will be out broadcasting live at the Tilted Kilt. Thanks again. That's our second year in a row out there. We love being in business with you guys. And uh, so we'll be there for St. Patrick's Day on the 17th of March, broadcasting live. And I probably, yeah, I'll probably, yeah. yeah I could see yeah, myself ordering a case. We could do that. Some Irish ones. So I have here information about a Cavalier role player there uh, who has won an award. That I don't think LeBron James, and maybe he's already won it. I guess okay. maybe, you know, I may have been speaking out of turn all morning. I don't know if he's won this yet or not, maybe, but I don't think so, and I don't think he will. Okay. And I was surprised that this particular Cavalier won it. And I got to tell you, I think that that another Cavalier has been slighted, and uh, and I'll give you some reasons on that here in a minute. But it turns out, Amon Shumpert and Tiana Taylor now have the title of hottest couple, according to GQ magazine. You know, Cavs guard and uh, TT have an amazing year. Not only, uh, apparently they had the, you know, the baby. Right. Right. Remember and, that story? I mean, he helped deliver the baby, he right? He delivered that baby, not helped. He didn't like helped. Like it was like him. He was pulling that baby out, took care of the cord, did like he delivered his own child, which is just unbelievable to me. I, I feel like I can do a lot in a, a lot of moments, but I don't know if I could pull a baby out of a vagina. Yeah, you could. Uh, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> dude. Know. No, seriously, I hate to give you this kind of credit, but in the moment, if a woman started to go into labor in a restaurant, I think you could absolutely deliver a baby. I can people out. Of I the way. do, and I think I, I honestly, and dude, I think you'd be on the phone with your mom. 
mom updating your resume as it was happening. <laughs> like, mom, seriously, I can deliver babies now. Put it in the newsletter. Put it in the newsletter. I'll tell you, dude, you holding placenta would be your mother's Christmas card. Like that would absolutely happen. I think no, seriously, dude, you you're you're I mean, you I think you could. I think you could do that. I don't that. know. I don't know. I feel like I would... I'd be in that restaurant going, dude, Phantom just left. Hold on, I'll call him right back. I, I don't have anything to do with it. I remember watching the Miracle of Life video in like the sixth grade, and I just don't know if I can do it. So Amon Shumpert and uh, you know the wife there, Tiana Taylor. Which dude? Who is is she? Somebody? She is somebody. She's like a. I mean, I don't mean to. I'm not saying anything negative. I just don't know. She's like a C-list R&B star, and even if you're like an A-list R&B star, you're not really a pop star yet. No. But she's pretty low on the R&B ladder. This is her right now. <laughs> where is uh? Where's he as far as NBA stars? Um, a, B, or C. Dude, I mean, he's not even a, he's not even a star on the Cavs. I mean, he's he's a. If, if you're not a Cavs fan, I don't know if you're that a Cavs fan or an NBA like enthusiast. Like you know who he is because he's a great defender. He's not a household name. No, not even close to a household name. So I am a little surprised. I don't this. think he's the best looking Cavalier either. Uh, he's very fashionable. All the NBA players are now. I was going to say, find me an NBA guy that doesn't get down with the vine. But he is. I mean, he's a very fashionable dude. So I think that's a part of it. Uh, he's got a, remember we posted it up on the website, WRQK.com. Someone took that picture of him, and dude has a giant dong. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, that's every not, NBA, dude. Okay, all right. Are, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's I wouldn't even NBA, go in dude. there, but I don't think GQ was like, well, pull oh, your pants out and I, let's dong it. I think I that's a part of the equation all the time with GQ magazine. All right, let's whip him out. Let's see where he stands, gentlemen. Well, at least now I know where I got caught off at. Like, at least now I know where me being the sexiest. But, it, dude, he's not even the best-looking Cavalier. I mean, best looking Cavalier is. Uh, oh, Kevin Love's probably the, the uh Dude, Tristan Thompson's a good looking guy. Tristan Thompson <laughs> is a good looking dude. He is. I don't have a problem admitting when men are good looking. Kevin Love's a good looking guy. Tristan Thompson's a good looking guy. LeBron would be good looking if he didn't have that horrible hair problem. Yeah. He, I mean, he's not. LeBron's not a bad looking guy, and his wife could totally get it. Sorry, that's like blasphemy in Ohio. <laughs> but she could totally get it. Kyle Korver is underrated on the handsomeness level of the Cleveland ah, Cavaliers. See, I don't think so. I see Kyle Korver. All I see is teeth. He's uh, they're calling him an American. E- they're calling him American Eagle now because he looks like he's an American Eagle model. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. That's what they're calling him. I, I so um, I, I know I'm in the minority there. All I see is just big pearly teeth. Like he can't even get his gums over top of them. That to me is an that's an annoying look. Now you know you mentioned LeBron not being able to win this. I'm surprised Kevin Love wasn't. You know at least. Is kid. his girlfriend hot? His like, girlfriend's she's lo- super hot. And like, I know she's, she's loaded. Super rich, yeah. Her dad's like a CEO at Disney. Like, she is super loaded. And she's super hot, so I'm surprised. But, like, the thing with LeBron is, is he was never going to have an opportunity to win stuff like this or be a part of this because he married high school sweetheart. And for better or worse, that's a decision he made. Yeah, and, like, Savannah's super hot. There's no doubt Savannah's about it. Savannah's sexy, But dude. she's not a celebrity. Like, outside of LeBron, she has He's no done notoriety. a great job of that. And, He's done a yeah, great job I, of I'm that. I'm sure there's a little bit of she did a great job at that, knowing that, like, no, you don't get your own clothing line, and no, you don't get your own, you know, uh, like... But my boo got $100 million from Sprite, so I don't need to. Right. Well, I mean, you don't, <laughs> exactly. you, don't, you don't get your own cooking show. You don't get your own thing. Doesn't want it. I mean, the opposite of the Steph Curry thing. Honestly. Where he, he's trying to bring his wife up and trying to make her a star. And LeBron's like, no, this is my world. Either system can work. I, I like LeBron and Savannah's system. I do. I, I really do. I, I think there is. I, not that. Oh, my God. I know. I know some of you just heard. He doesn't want women to work. N- not at all. Not at all. But I like. 
that system. Like, while I'm doing this, let's concentrate on this. Right. Let's make sure that, because it is a partnership. And, dude, if you want to be successful in business and you're married, your wife has to be part of that. Like, she's going to be part of that. You have to bounce things off of her. You have to, like, lean on her. She's going to be strong for you when you can't be. All of that stuff is totally true. So I kind of like the LeBron. I would want to follow the LeBron Savannah model. That when your wife comes to you and says, hey, I want to record an R&B album, you can say, mm, I don't know if that's the best and the best move for us right now, sweetheart. Because that's that's totally what I would think would be happening was her like, I want to own a jewelry <laughs> store. I want to have an R&B album. I want a clothing line. I want this. And she just hasn't done it. Like, there's no evidence yeah. that she's that person. So, you know, he, uh, he'll never win the award, but who knows? That's probably the better way to go in life. Uh, David tweets in, turn on the radio. Stansbury's going back and forth on who the hottest Cavalier is. <laughs> <laughs> Must be Friday. Hashtag out of news stories. David, I'll be honest with you. I'm just trying, I'm doing everything I can to avoid the Trump press conference because it just makes people mad. And so, yeah, Mon Shumper yep. and his, his wife were considered by GQ to be the hottest couple. And I got to tell you, I think my boy Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian got passed over. Which Cavalier Dude, do you want to make out with? J.R. Smith is a better looking guy than Amon Shumper. That's my point. Amon Shumper's not a good looking dude. Like, he's okay. I mean, he's not an ugly dude, but like, I mean, J.R. Smith, dude, when he keeps his shirt on, is a better looking guy. Tristan Tom, dude, I think Tristan Thompson might be the hottest Cavalier. <laughs> oh my God. No, dude, we're just not going to talk about Trump. We'll talk about anything else. It doesn't matter what else we talk about. Just don't talk about Trump. It's Friday. We'll find out who the hottest chicken diamonds is. No, scrap it. Scrap it. I don't care who the hottest chicken can is. Who's the hottest Cavalier? I need to know. <laughs> I need to be on it. Whew. Yeah, I can't even get pissed when I get fired today. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even get mad about that. We do have these Sammy Hagar tickets. Let's pass those out. June 24th, Hard Rock Roxino. If any of you are still listening, we'll give you these. Caller 17-800-243-7625. You get hooked up with those. And guys, it turns out your women are not taking good enough care of you. And uh, we'll take them out to the woodshed for it next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show and Rock 106.9. I want to uh, congratulate Mike out of Dover. Just won himself Sammy Hagar tickets by listening to the program. So he'll be off to the Hard Rock Arsino on uh, June the 24th there. Mike was excited, too. Trying to win him all week. Is that right? Yeah. Well, good. Happy uh, happy Mike got uh, got what he wanted there. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to the Ohio Championship Wrestling guys. Uh, no Shame Jimmy Shane will be in the studio. Also, uh, what's Tank's last name? Sherman Tank. Sherman Tank. Sherman Tank there. He's the big guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's the big guy. Yeah, they've got their event coming up tomorrow night. I will be in the ring, not wrestling, but I'll be uh, I'll be a part of the festivities, hosting stuff, and uh, it's up in Akron. It's really easy to get to. Tickets are obviously very affordable. It's a family friendly event. Uh, Ohio Championship Wrestling. You can find them on, via all the social media outlets and get more ticket information there. We got tickets to give away too. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Do we have another pair of Sammy Hagar tickets available to us? Uh, I don't think so, but I'm sure we could make something happen. All right, let's try and look into that. I need okay. to, um, for Random Acts of Kindness Day, Okay. I, uh, I, I may need to hook up a uh, one of our listeners named James. Um, I'm going to look into what he's saying here, and uh, but yeah, I, I, I may want to do that. Guys, it turns out women aren't taking good enough care of us. And I've been suspicious of this for a while. Um, but this does happen. Okay. And across the pond, scientists are now referring to it as the man flu. And this doesn't affect us. It affects women. And what I mean by that is women seem to have this mentality 
that men are, when we're sick, they don't care. When they're sick, we're supposed to drop everything and bring them every Kleenex in the house and rub their feet and go get this or go get that. Or, oh, my God, I have cramps. Go to the store and get me this or whatever. But when we're sick, they kind of have the mentality of, oh, toughen up. You're not that sick. You're faking it. It's called man flu where it is. And again, look at the gender roles that get played here where it's perfectly acceptable for a woman to feel like no dote on me over me being sick. And yet the other way, it's, oh, he's hamming it up. He's not really that sick. Toughen up. Toughen up. You're a man. Be stronger. Which is, you know, obviously, you know, there is a take there. Okay? But did I have long been suspicious of this? Now, I always thought I just dated crappy chicks. I thought that was part of it, where it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just dating girls who didn't care enough about me. Now, I think that's probably still a little bit true. But, like... I think there is something here where women don't feel as if like where it's where where we are kind of looked at like, oh, you baby. I mean, the stereotype is always that, you know, women will continue on with their day. And yes, if with all things being sick, you know, equal with sickness, like, hey, we both have the same symptoms. We're both about the same temperature. We're both at the same is that women will carry will carry on with their day and guys will hit the couch and be like, oh, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. Guys have been known to play well, it up. And I mean, or the, is that just what we've heard in sitcoms and we believe it? Well, I guess, you know, you know what I mean? at that point, one study says, well, the other study. Well, right. Says, I and, know, you know we can find another study that, that, that debunks this. I think I think there's I think there's you know a, a definite amount of like I'm a baby take care of me that comes out with guys when they're when they get sick and I can understand why some women especially in like a husband and wife situation where it's like yeah you're sick I'm sick both the kids are sick but who's getting up and cleaning them it's me so get your ass off the couch and do something I can understand where that frustration comes in for women 60% of women confess they to initially not believing men are genuinely sick 60% Men say, 55% of them say that they know for sure they've had their sickness dismissed by a, like a derogatory term, like calling them sissies or whatever, or you're not really sick. So women just kind of like, they, they're just dismissing. Now, again, this is across the pond. Okay, a little London there. And, 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 and okay, so 60% of, of men have had it dismissed, but of those 100%, well, how many of them were hamming it up? How many of them were really faking it? Just because someone called your crap out, well, it's like, no, I don't buy your crap. Well, you dismissed me. Well, you deserve to be dismissed there. It causes many men to feel pretty rough for days, but they rarely receive much sympathy from partners and friends who usually think they're just exaggerating or attention-seeking, so men feel they need to struggle on working. I believe that I, there is always been a little bit of a mentality where we're sold. You don't get, you don't get to do that. Like man up is a term. Now women hate it because women always feel like that. That means like that, that you can't woman up to the, to the occasion. But I think sometimes women have to realize you kind of are responsible for the term man up because that's been, the, that's been what's thrusted. That's what's been thrusted upon us, which is man up take care of everybody, be the provider, do all those things. Now, those those po- those roles are shifting and have been shifting. But you can't necessarily put that on women. You believe that, too. You're always telling people to man up. I believe that. But where did I learn it? Did I maybe learn it from watching my mom tell my dad to man up? Maybe I did. So I believe it, yes. But where did I get it? 
Was I was I trained was I trained to believe that through the society in which I was raised in which I was supposed to be strong no matter what was happening to me because that's what's thrusted upon me? Well, but isn't that the way it's supposed to be? I don't know. Maybe I feel like that's the way it's supposed to be, and I've been wrong all this time because I've been victimized by women who don't believe me when I'm saying that I don't feel well. As a matter of fact, I remember the first woman in my life constantly telling me that everything was going to be fine and get dressed and go to school, and that that's where man flu starts. Your mom doesn't believe you when you want to stay home from school that you're sick. I believe maybe that this is true, and I have been dismissed by every woman I've ever dated in this. Every woman I've ever dated while sick is like, oh, you cry, baby, which is hilarious because I get sick about once a year. How many times have I taken off a sick day since I've been here? I think I, as a matter of fact, it was one, it was the kidney stone day, and I was actually on the air, and the kidney stone started to pass while we were live on the radio, and I had to be dragged out of here. Now, I think that's probably because man flu's been a thing my whole entire life. Start taking some more sick days, man. Next time you feel a little under the weather, take the day off, spend it on the couch. Why? Can't do it. Why? I mean, dude, if you're you're going to rage against the machine, if you're going to buck the trend, if you're going to... No, 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 raging. I'm just pointing it out. That I think women are very dismissive of men when men, and, and ironically, you know what the crazy thing about it is for me? Is because when women get together and talk to one another, it's like, you know, I just wish once he'd be weak and admit to me what's going wrong with him and what's going on with him. I just wish he'd be weak and talk to me. And then the minute he does, oh, man up, pussy. I mean, they can't have it both ways, dude. They just cannot have it both ways. More Stan's Ray Show right around the corner. Hang on. 069. Welcome back to the program. Online, WRQK.com. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you can watch Stone Cold Steve Austin try uh, like fruity drinks and kind of like give his, uh, his take on that. And uh, I have to do that kind of stuff a lot because, you know, as a bartender, I hear this all the time. I don't know. I mean, can you just make me something fruity that's like strong? Like I hear that. I'll hear that. 2,000 times tonight. 2,000 times. And ladies, just so you know, the only thing I do at that point is I turn around, I grab the blood orange vodka, I put it in the cup, I put a little Sprite in it. Here you go. Give me my six bucks. Like that's, and you know what I mean? But it happens all the time. And so like I constantly, as I'm making like different fruity drinks, like you have to like straw test them and be like, does this taste right? Does this taste right? And this stuff's not for me. And uh, <laughs> Phantom's Hero Stone Gold goes uh, a little off the rails in his descriptions. Stansberry uh, getting behind the bar tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a good one tonight too. It's What's like one happening? of the. Well, it's one of those EDM shows. Oh, it's like, nice. Uh, Cumulus Entertainment is nice. Is uh, is the group that puts them on? It's called Radiate. It's a show they do every year. It's always big. It's, that is a big one. Oh, I've dude, Radiate's huge. Yeah, I've heard of that. Radiate is huge. I can't wait to go tonight because it's just it's so much fun. Girls show up and they're wearing nothing but like Saran wrap and like seriously, dude. I've seen girls show up in panties. Saran wrap and pasties over their nipples. That's it. It's awesome. It's fantastic. God, I love the Agora. <laughs> God, I love that bar. It's good stuff. Yeah, so I'll be doing that all night tonight. The only problem is, is though those things go late. Oh yeah. Like the last performer goes on the stage at four a.m. Jeez. That was. You know what? That was last year. I actually. You know what? To be fair, I don't have this year's rundown yet in front of me. I should not say that. Well, what I'm going to say about that is though, is I don't expect these shows to go off on time. It's usually a little bit of delay there. A little loosey goosey with the scheduling. But yeah, I think last year we walked out after the shift around six thirty in the morning. God bless. Is when I got out there. Oh yeah. So you're. You know, we're talking over. 24 hours in, in service today. The tall guy will be asleep. <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will. I will be asleep. It's 24 hours. Jeez, man. As you should. As you should be. You should be asleep. Then that'll be a good time. 
again, let me make you aware of a show that's coming there that you guys might care about is Mastodon and Eagles of Death Metal. Don't sleep on that. That's May 4th. Don't sleep on that. That will sell out. All right. So we know that art will imitate life. Yeah. And that life can also imitate art. Yeah. It can, you know, you can kind of go, well, you know, one of both ways there. And they feed each other. Yeah, of course. You can go both ways there. Well, this time, in fact, art will, in fact, be imitating life. And that is because the creators of American Horror Story have announced that the next season will be solely based around the 2016 presidential election. Creator says, I don't have a title, but the season that we will begin shooting in June is going to be about the election we just went through. That's Ryan Murphy, who created American Horror Story. I think that will be interesting for a lot of people, he says. Now, I don't disagree, but you start filming in June, and I don't know how fast they turn around TV shows anymore. Like, I don't know when American Horror Story hits, like, they film in June. I don't know when that happened. Like, I don't know how fast we're turning things around now. But, like, isn't there a possibility that by the time you roll this out on FX, that by that time you have legitimately reached the saturation point and you've doubled down, put all your eggs in this basket, and it's going to backfire? I I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, of course, there's a possibility of it. But uh, as far as this... Because I'll tell you who I think is being guilty of that right now, and I know that that's kind of their job, but SNL is going way too... They're going way too Trump-heavy. Well, I mean, sure, you, you you might have hit that point, but this story isn't going to go away. We talked about it earlier in the day where, like, you know, most presidents, outside of their first 100 days, everybody kind of gets bored and everybody's like, yeah, whatever, politics doesn't matter. That's not going to be the case with this. That's not going to be the case in this in, in the Trump presidency. So I uh, I know what you're saying. I just don't know if I necessarily agree with it. And, and, and I, if anything... What you've got going on here is a little bit of, and this happened yesterday with me with watching that news conference. I mean, he was sterning me in the sense of like, well, you dislike him and that's why you're watching it is so you can continue to dislike him even more. So American Horror Story is going to be playing that card of like, hey, Trump sucked for you. You hate Trump. Awesome. Come watch our show and it'll validate your fears. It'll validate your opinions. It'll give you what you want and it'll make you feel like it's all fiction. It'll make you feel like you're still safe on your couch. So I think, I mean, Liz, like, do I think it's wow? That's going really deep into it. I but but you're not wrong. Is it something I'm going to watch? No, because I think American Horror Story for the most part sucks. Like it with the Lady Gaga season was good, and the first season was good. Any other time I've watched that show, it sucked. I have not seen the Lady Gaga uh, season. I will admit that I thought the first season was cool, interesting, and a new idea. I was like, oh, there's something here. But that show in Fantone, this is it. Like his terminology uses for it. That show is very guilty of what a lot of shows are nowadays, which it's totally up its own ass. Oh yeah, it, it totally is. Oh, and yeah. I, I have said about American Horror Story now for years that the previews for it make it look so good, right? And then you watch it, it's like God, this is like piss poor bad. Well, and what you're getting into is with any television show. It's it's like those are twelve episode long seasons. That's twelve hours of content. That's a lot of 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 hours you have to fill with. Not a lot of story. And I'm it's like six movies. I've always said right, <laughs> and I, I've always said about American Horror Story. To me, what it seems like they do 
is prior to writing the season, they all like sit around, probably smoking weed and doing drugs and being like, hey, what's the scariest thing you can think of? Uh, Nazis. Clowns. Clowns. Aliens. Oh, my God. What if there was time traveling? And, and, and then they come up with all these scary ideas, and then they write a show around those scary ideas. Not like, hey, here's our story, and then here's the scary things that happen. It's just like, here's a potpourri of scary crap. Horror by committee. Uh, how do I? How do yeah. I tie all this together? You're right. They sucked me in with the with like the previews for that clown season. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That and, was okay. That was halfway good. And then like the first three episodes, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe, right. maybe that big tall dude. I was like, maybe, maybe. And then midway through, I was like, this is back to just being awful. Yeah, that one fell apart. That one did. It's uh, I- I'm not a fan of the brand anymore. I do want to go back and watch the Lady Gaga uh, season because I've heard a lot of people say what you're saying, which is that was actually a highlight of that show. So I'd be interested in that. I think, but I I want to go back to SNL. I know they're getting all the rage now and everybody's passing out all their digital stuff and it's smart. It's good. It's good for their brand. But I think you may see them go back to this well a little too many times. Depends on who you're trying to get as the audience. I mean, I think at this point, they know that by... I mean, how many times is Melissa McCarthy going to be funny as Sean Spicer? Uh, I think you could debate on whether it was once. Um, but oh, wow. I think, I think You have a unique view on that. I think you've got... Most people thought that was the funniest thing on earth. I think you've got people who want to be reaffirmed in their beliefs. And SNL has decided, hey, this is the slant we're taking and on there, it. I mean, let's be honest. That, that's not this year. SNL was always... I mean, dude, right. I mean welcome well, welcome to Hollywood. Right. I, I know it, it's it, in it, New York, guys. You, you know, I, I mean entertainment. This year in particular, though, I mean, people want to be validated in making fun of Trump. Or people want to be validated in believing Trump. And that's why... You're going to stick to what you stick to, and you're going to get in that echo chamber of like, yeah, dude, you know what? Hey, we'll have Rosie O'Donnell on. She'll be Steve Bannon. Oh, we'll have Melissa McCarthy. That's going to be so funny. Trump's going to hate it. All right. My theory is this, though. I, I, I hear what you're saying. You're not wrong. My theory is SNL hasn't seen viewers like this in a long I don't have the actual numbers in front of me, but from what the feeling seems to be, SNL is enjoying viewers that they haven't had in forever. That they're enjoying ratings that they haven't had in forever. People are talking about SNL in a way they have not in a very long time. And I think that that is powerful, and you can get drunk on that. Much like, I'll give you a perfect example. Early on in the program, when you and I didn't know each other at all, and when we didn't trust each other's ability yet at all because we just hadn't had enough time together yet, me impersonating Keith Kennedy became a thing that people enjoyed on the program. We both knew it and we leaned on it until we found our path. And that's what entertainment will do. I worry that SNL, because let's be honest, the cast hasn't been that, I mean, dude, Pete Davidson's a hack. And so like, since like the cast hasn't been what it should be and they haven't had the ratings that they should have, that you're going to get a little cologne drunk on that and you're just going to keep spraying the bottle because it seems to be working. And then before you realize that it's going the other way, it's too late. I worry about that for SNL. I don't have a problem with what they do with Alec Baldwin. I don't have a problem with what they do with Melissa McCarthy as an entertainer. I can look back and watch it and go, you may be going to that well too many times. It is going to be brutal on Saturday night. Oh, it has to be because of yesterday. Tomorrow night, going to be brutal. As a matter of fact, the best tweet I saw yesterday, and I wish I could remember the guy's name because it, it was actually a news reporter from another market, another market, and he said, this is literally the longest cold open SNL has ever had. And I was like, that is the best tweet of yesterday. Nobody's beating Twitter uh, on that yesterday. That was so... Yeah, he nailed it. And you're right. Tomorrow's episode has to be all that. I totally get it. 
but I think that they're they're being a little guilty of just going back there because it's low hanging fruit. And even if it's the low hanging fruit you agree with, sooner or later you'll recognize it for that and you'll get turned off by it. Just my opinion. I could be wrong. The Canton Charge play on the 24th at the Civic Center. We have a four-pack of tickets. You'll get those at 845. But ladies, things may be getting cheaper for you. We'll fill you in next. Hang on. 06.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. If you're carrying around some credit card debt, let's change that for you. That's no good. Credit card debt is literally the worst. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you to cscfcu.com. That is the website for CSE Federal Credit Union here locally in Stark County. They're going to take your credit card debt, put it on a CSE Visa card, lower the APR that you're paying now, the interest rate there. They're going to lower it. You'll get everything paid off that much faster. Credit gets turned around. You got more money. You can start buying me drinks when you run into me. Things are going to be good. CSEFCU.com. That uh, that offer good until April the 30th, but I'd get on it earlier because the faster you do it, the less money you're going to end up paying. CSEFCU.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we will talk to a couple of the guys from Ohio Championship Wrestling. They're uh, having an event tomorrow night, Saturday night, at the Ohio Championship Wrestling Arena up there in Akron. Fantone, I believe, going to be doing some ring announcing and you stuff bet. like that for that. You bet. So, uh, no shame, Jimmy Shane and Sherman Tank will be in the studio at 9 a.m., and we'll talk to those guys. Ladies, things are getting cheaper for you. Well, maybe. Okay. As uh, apparently... Their Ohio lawmakers are trying to eliminate sales tax on tampons and feminine hygiene products. They say here tampon pads and other feminine hygiene products would be sold tax-free in Ohio under a bill introduced this last week in the Ohio House. Uh, Democrat Greta Johnson of Akron and uh, Bridget Kelly of Columbus say the pink tax on women's health items unfairly taxes women for a medical necessity. So House Bill 61 would exempt tampons, panty liners, menstrual cups, sanitary napkins, and similar products from sales tax. So not making these things free, just alleviating the burden of sales tax on them, making them that much cheaper. They say here, continuing to nickel and dime women adds up, especially for minimum wage workers, which of course that is obviously true. Um, you know what I mean? The less money you make, the harder it is to pay for things. Everybody understands that. I um, at first, I know what the argument's going to be. I got to pay for condoms. I know that's going to be the argument. But I got to be honest with you. If this doesn't make things more expensive for me, I don't think I care. Well, and like you don't have to pay for condoms because you don't have to wear condoms. You don't have to use condoms. You could abstain from sex. You can't abstain from your period. You no. know what I mean? Like it's a it's a necessity. I mean, it's a, a a medical necessity is that you as a woman are going to bleed. It says here though, state law exempts medicine and medical supplies from sales tax. Existing sales tax exemptions cost the state more than five point six billion a year. So this is that's where the issue is going to come into play. Is the sales tax exemptions on things and adding to that is going to negatively affect the Ohio budget. So we got to look at it. I'm not saying no, but you but you got to weigh that part into it. Sure, but then if we're going to use that argument of like, well, that's going to create a bigger deficit. I mean, any tax cut we talk about, we're going to use that argument as well that's going to create a bigger deficit so like i don't well, know yeah but know. that but that's where the conversation started as to whether or not these things are actually worth it or not for everyone and i don't know i don't i won't sit here and pretend to know that if whether or not this money we're going to throw onto the ohio budget is actually worth this i don't know that 
Ohio women, they say, pay $4 million a year in state taxes on these feminine hygiene products. Now, I'm already hearing uh, multiple tweets, multiple people saying, you know, I'm forced to buy health insurance, suck this up a little bit, and pay it. Now, I would tend to normally be that guy. But like I said, if this doesn't cost me more money, I don't think I care. Well, and I guess if you're going to say suck it up and pay it, why don't you say that about all medical tax exemptions, right? If you're going to say women suck it up and pay it, well, then people who buy aspirin need to suck it up and pay it. And people who buy Viagra need to suck it up and pay well, it. And everybody should pay taxes on their medical. OK, right? well, maybe that should be the conversation. Well, I mean, I mean, that's maybe, where we're going with it. Maybe we should maybe we should take all over the counter medicinal use things and say, you know what? This is part of life that you don't necessarily pick. And we're still forcing you to buy the product, but let's make it easy on you. Maybe that is what should happen. Because I think what will happen is, instead of this being good or bad, what will happen is this will get drugged down in the muck of who gets more advantages in life, men or women. That'll be the conversation. It won't, this is, I don't know if we're going to solve anything here. They say the average woman, and I bet this is true, spends $11,000 on tampons during her lifetime. Wow. 11000 Eleven thousand on Tampa. Well, think. I mean, what? It's like twelve years old to what? Fifty-five. Jeez. I mean, I, I bet eleven thousand is just. I mean, I, I never would have thought that high. If you would have said eleven hundred, I'd be like, all right, I guess over a thousand bucks. But eleven thousand. I'm reading from. Dollars, Jesus. I'm reading from Cleveland.com. It's a lot of money. And they say here the average woman spends eleven thousand dollars on tampons during a lifetime. It's about six hundred thirty-two dollars in state sales tax at the current rate at, at like five point seven five percent. Kasich has proposed raising the rate to 6.25% in his latest state uh, budget proposal. Uh, The bill introduced uh, this pink tax bill uh, during the last legislative session but failed to move out of the committee. Um, Women are unfairly hit with these taxes, they say, on these necessary products. And as a fiscal conservative, I believe we should repeal the taxes on them. Um, That was Naraj Antani of Miamisburg. Uh, 12 states, including Pennsylvania and Illinois, do not tax feminine hygiene products. Taxes are kind of done state by state. I believe uh, Florida has no sales tax whatsoever. Um, it's one of the reasons. Same way, right? Is that right? I don't, I, I, I I don't know that, but uh, yeah, I I guess it's possible. I know that's why a lot of athletes actually like to play in, uh, in Florida. It's like when Dwayne Wade kind of signed his deal in Chicago, people were like, dude, what are you doing? All that race is going to get sucked up in those taxes, but you know, he wanted to go home or whatever. Um, so, I mean, and there's states that are already doing this, so it's not like it's not going to be one of these things where like Ohio's like the first and like in moving into like this weird territory. This is a thing that's already a thing. And like I said, if it's not going to cost me a ton of money, I'm not going to get bogged down and just hating on women for like, well, I got to buy condoms. So then I got to do you got to do that. I'm not going to get bogged down in that. There is an expense in this because I'm you know what it is, Fantone? I'm struggling to find the thing that I am forced to buy that a woman isn't. And it's not shaving cream, right? Because right. women shave. Right. It's not razors because right. women w- women shave. Right. And let's be honest, with Dollar Shave Club now is I, I'm pretty sure from what I hear from the from everybody in the world that gets paid to read those commercials, but me that, that that that's actually a pretty good service there, and I would buy that. You know what I mean? So I can't find the product. What's the pro outside of condoms? And you're right, that's not a necessity. No, it's just a smart thing for me to do. Right, it's not a necessity. Well, and it's not like women don't have birth control that they have to buy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just, right, that's a, it's a little apples and oranges there. So I'm trying to find the thing that I'm required to buy, and of course, there's the standard stock guy answer. The only thing I'm required to buy that women aren't is dinner. And, and but so like I think, I uh, I I believe 
I believe I could sign off on this, but I want to. I am interested to see what the financial offset is. Like, a, what does it cost me? But if I'm, but if you're not going to take the money directly out of my pocket, and we're going to make women like a, their their road's going to be a little easier, then and especially you have to think this really does affect more than anyone else. People who are in uh, poor financial situations already. I mean, if you're a, a woman in the middle class, I mean, really, what difference does a five percent sales tax on tampons make to you over the course of a lifetime? Not that much. But if you are truly true to the heart, scraping by week to week to week, just waiting for that next paycheck, this could make a difference in 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 your life i guess yeah i uh you know what i'll tell guys who are uncomfortable by it is i'll say this like it's just one one less thing they're gonna bitch about and ladies i hate to say that about you but that's how guys think that is how they think like guys sometimes do guys just want their wife to shut up about what they're bitching about and i think this is just one less thing they're gonna they're gonna have to complain about like guy that's all i ever hear guys say i just wish my wife would be quiet for 10 minutes and then yet when when things get brought up it's like hey this might make them be quiet for a little while then you're the one yelling I mean, it seems crazy. It's like, as long as it doesn't cost me a ton of money, I don't care if you get tampons for less money. What do I care? It doesn't affect my life at all. Fine. Have whatever you want. Oh, my God. Fantone, an American legend, icon. Like, seriously, there's nobody that doesn't know this. Is changing forever. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We do have a uh, pair of tickets for the Can't Charge game. February 24th. We'll pass those out here in just a mere minutes. I am uh, I'm a little upset right now. Okay. And I feel like if I don't just get this off my chest that I'm I'm not going to be able to focus and then the rest of the show goes down the tubes and I don't want it. I'm being called out on uh, on Twitter by somebody who listens to us every day who is now claiming that apparently I she's like uh, you know your ideals are ringing hollow every time you've said something bad every time you've had something bad to say about the gay community. Let me clear this up right now. Because I just went back and listened yesterday. I have proof. I was on the air in 2006. 2006! Openly saying people should, gay people should be able to have, should be able to get married. That was a wildly unpopular opinion in 2006 to have. You know how I know? Because even Democrat, even Democrats that are in politics didn't have that ideal. Even the good side, even the inclusive side wasn't there yet. Your boy was there well before your party was there. Don't come at me. I've been a long proponent for this. I've long said, dude, who people, people are going to love who they love, and it's not your goddamn business. Quit making it your business. Since 06. Everybody's all sad. Hillary lost the election. She didn't get there till 2013. And she didn't get there. The country got there, so she changed her mind. Don't come at me with this. I have a very progressive view on most things. I'm fiscally conservative. I have a very socially progressive view. 2006, I was like, I don't care, man. Let gay people get married. Doesn't affect me. It's not going to change me. It's not going to affect my... I remember back then, it was like, well, what about health insurance? Aren't gay dudes just going to get married to one another, whether they love one another or not? And then they're just going to stock up on each other's health insurance. Remember when that was the thing? As if men and women don't get married who don't love one another? As if that doesn't happen? As if marriage of convenience between a man and a woman doesn't happen? Of course it does. Then I was saying that then. I, I mean, I don't know how much more pro-gay community you want me to be than to be 10 years early on it than everybody else in the country. Should make out with a dude. <laughs> Didn't I spend half the program this morning talking about how I wanted to bang Tristan Thompson? 
Make out with a dude, then we'll believe you. <laughs> was there anything that brought this on? Was it something that like... She says, and I'm fine with that, but I can say the same for you. Boom, Trump shows up, free pass on bigotry. Here we are. Not by me, though, Nicole. So why are you bringing this to my doorstep? Have I jumped on the bigotry train? No. I don't care what gay people do in the privacy of their own house. Make out with a dude and prove it. <laughs> I wish I don't want to watch straight people make out either, but I'll admit that occasionally, dude, you watch a gay couple make out, it's like, oh, you know what I mean? But I don't want to watch straight couples make out either. I, it just, but here we go, dude. Like, a joke was taken out of context, and we haven't even handled the gay thing today. I don't know why she's bringing she, First of all, she's bringing up a Mike Polt tweet from four months ago where he, like, shoves this Mike Pence information down my throat, and I had to remind him, Mike, dial it back here a little, bro. I voted your side. I voted. Dude, my candidate lost, too. And again, she was the lesser of two evils because that evil broad didn't believe in gay marriage until 2013 because she's no better than anybody else, like I was trying to tell you. But let's demonize the guy who has used a public forum for a decade plus to push that agenda on a rock station where it was wildly unpopular and I received hate mail daily on it. Yeah, but you didn't make out with a dude. If you guys continue to try to (laughs) silence the voices who are in your corner over parsed words, you are going to hurt yourselves. You, Dude, the gay marriage has had no better friend than me. I mean, did I campaign for it? Did I raise money for it? No. But I was out here, a social influencer, trying to tell people, guys, you got to get out of the cave. Like, on this issue, you got to get out of the cave. They're going to get married. They're going to love one another. They're going to have sex that you don't understand, and it's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And sure enough, we are fine. I knew that before your politicians knew it. So you keep throwing words like bigot and racist around. You guys have no idea how dangerous those labels are. You don't. And you know what? Sometimes I get called a little harsh or a little I'm a little cold to things. I think sometimes you people forget that I overcome serious adversity in my life. Raped at three years old, y'all. Psychological damage to no end. And your boy overcame it and reached for the best of me and got it. So that's why sometimes I feel like I can look at the country and be like, suck it up. Pull yourself up. That's why I feel like I can do that because I had to. Nobody was coming to save me. I was just a three-year-old with a destroyed life. Realized it. And realized I was going to have to fight for everything I have. And sure enough, I've done it. And I've been nothing but a pro-voice for gay marriage. And now this Twitter, social media, awful effing freaking planet I live in now. Nothing's ever good enough. I was here before the inclusive political party was here. Those bunch of fake liars. I may have reached my ranking point. And I will admit that I'm pissed right now about other things behind the scenes that I can't tell you about. And I feel like some of that has come through in some of my arguments right now. I'll be honest. But it really annoys me when people throw terms like like that on me. Because I've been fighting for this stuff 
forever when it was unpopular, when I didn't have everybody with rainbow stickers on their car to get my back and tell me I was being a good human for doing the right thing. It was wildly unpopular when I started it. But I had the balls to stand up there and say, this is what I believe. Dude, let me tell you, Cleveland wasn't all that progressive in 2006. It wasn't. I was there and a social commentator for it. But whatever, man. I guess I'm just some big evil dude who doesn't care about anybody but himself. And I'm out to hurt you. I'm out to oppress you. Meanwhile, Nicole, I've told people, dude, get over it. Transgender people are going to pee in Target. It's going to be fine. Where were you on that? You know, nobody ever picks me up and points me over their shoulders for what I do right. For when I'm getting your back, I'm never, I don't ever, ever hear anybody hand clapping for me then. You're ridiculous. And tweets like this are what is honestly what's ruining discourse in this country. You're ruining it. And guys, I promise you, discourse is the only thing that fixes anything. Money, along with discourse, is the only thing that changes anything. And if you keep trying to silence people who are on your side because you can't take a joke here and there, that's 10 steps back versus one step forward. You wouldn't believe the things I was called in 2006 for being pro-gay marriage. You wouldn't believe. As a matter of fact, I know there are guys who listen to this program who held the ideal that gay marriage was wrong, and I changed their opinion on it for how many times I talked about it. I don't understand what's happening in this country right now, dude. Like, I just don't get it. It's like... The, the moment somebody gets upset, they don't even stop to think about, is this warranted? Am I right in being upset about this? Am I justified in this disturbance? You don't ever question yourself over that. You just reach for the effing keyboard because that's the power you have. And you, like everybody else, can't wait to yield the little bit of power you have. And I'll throw myself under the bus. Look at me doing it right now. Because that's human nature. But I'm a compatriot for you, and yet you're demonizing me as if I'm not, which makes you honestly an idiot. I hope we can still be friends after that. I hope you'll still enjoy the program after that. And I want you to understand, Nicole, right now, that I've just turned off a lot of dudes in Stark County who went like, F that, man. I hate the fact that gays can get married. I'm never listening to Stansbury again. And I just threw them all out of the goddamn bucket to prove to you I'm on the right side of this. So take your Twitter account, delete it, and leave me the hell alone. You might have turned on a lot of those dudes, too, though. They might want to make out with you. I take your point. I'm up against the clock. I got it. I know where the I know where the exit ramp off the high ha- highway is, there and it it's is. right there. <laughs> Apparently, I got to take two or three more bites off this donut. Yeah, you might have to get two or three more donuts. Is what you might need, Stansberry. Gay dudes, I love you, man. Let's lock arms. I'm with you. Me and you. A day without gays, right? There's a day without women coming. Day without immigrants. The day without the gays. I'll be the first one. I do. Give me the baton. I'll lead the march. I've been on the right side of this since before any of you. But whatever. Now, sometimes you guys forget that I was raised by a compassionate person who believed in picking people up off the ground. You are who you come from, guys. You are who you come from. All right.
Can charge tickets up for grabs. That happens next. Hang on. Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Now that would have been disparaging. Welcome yeah, back. Yeah, Welcome, <laughs> Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Jeez. Rock 106.9. We are joined in studio. I have a couple of guests here. Real quick before you get to you guys, though, I want to make you guys aware of this. Head over to High Voltage Indoor Karting in Medina, just off the square located in the old foundry building. It's high-performance indoor electric go-karting, and you're reaching, like, top speeds. Like, 50 miles per hour they go. Super fast. Monday through Thursday, call 330-333-9000. Ask them about the Stansberry Show special. You're going to save around, uh, I think it's like 17%, something like that out there. And uh, it's like three races for the price of two plus free registration. Also, High Voltage Indoor Karting now has leagues. They do year-round league, or you can kind of do it like fantasy football style, kind of, you know, dive in, dive out on the league. It's all up to you. More information can be found at HighVoltageCarting.com. That's HighVoltageCarting with a K.com. In studio now is uh, No Shame Jimmy Shane and Sherman Tank from Ohio Championship Wrestling. I have that right, correct? Ohio Championship Wrestling. And uh, there's an event tomorrow night, Saturday night. And I promised these guys when they walked in. I was like, guys, I've been yelling all morning. I'm not going to yell at you. And sure enough, I wasn't done yelling. And I just started yelling. And I was like, here I am telling you I'm not going to yell at you. And now I'm yelling at you. So I apologize. You guys came in at a weird time. I had uh, I'd used a term a little earlier on the radio. And I even said, guys, I'm totally joking. Like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then sure enough. You know what I mean? It just lands on one person the wrong way. And, dude, people get really pissy about what were they to buy Tide, and they tell my boss all about it, and I was just terrified I was going to lose my job over an ideal that I don't hold. You know what I mean? That was scary for me. Do, all. do you want to yell again? Do you want no. to get it off? No, I'm going to I'm gonna explain it to my very educated guests on from where the anger comes from. And for people wondering what the hell Fantone does uh, while, while I'm screaming, well, he does the Kermit, leans back, drinks some coffee, says that's none of my business what's happening. Just kind of hang out for a minute. Says, that's none of my, my business there. So, all right, guys, you're uh, you're back in action tomorrow night. Fantone's going to do uh, some ring announcing for you. We have a belt in house now. That's uh, oh, yeah. that's cool. Turns out my attitude might have to be body slammed. We might we might have to headlock me, and uh, you know, and, and get things under control. Who's fighting who? What's happening tomorrow night? Give me the rundown. Well, of course, yours truly, no shame, Jimmy Shane. I'm in the main event. Oh, yeah, well, I, I belong, yeah, you know. Dude, you're very humble, Jimmy Shane. Yeah. I noticed that about you. You're As humble. I carry my championship with me everywhere I go. You know, and a dude who who is notorious for hooking up with fat chicks. I don't know how Jimmy Shane uh, necessarily got to the point he is. Uh, longest reigning Ohio Championship Wrestling uh, t- Television. Wait, I'm sorry. What's the, what's the title? I am the longest reigning Ohio Heritage Champion. Heritage Champion. But I have also just now become the longest reigning champion in company history. Period. Jeez. Jeez. Where is where? Oh, wow, that's impressive. Uh, where, in fact, is the Ohio Championship Wrestling Arena? Because Jeffrey would like to know. He wants to come tomorrow night, and he would like to know where the arena is. It's at uh, 2910 South Main Street. 2910 Akron. South Main yeah. in Akron. And a lot of people are going to know that. It's one of the old Coventry School buildings, correct? Yeah, it's currently at the administration building. Okay. Um, it's like an old elementary school. Well, molding on mines and then molding, like, uh, you know, figure four leg locks. That's, right? uh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things with Ohio Championship Wrestling is you guys have a permanent spot where you do shows in, like, the Akron-Canton area, which a lot of places are just like, hey, we go here, we go here, we go here, we go here. So the fact you have an arena is awesome. And one of the things that's coming out of that arena that I know that you guys are, are very excited about is uh, Spinebuster University. University, uh, essentially a training school for for pro wrestlers. And if if there's anybody out there in the audience right now who's listening, these dudes definitely are going to be able to get you trained and kind of uh, you know show you the ropes, literally and figuratively. There, um, what Excuse do you, what do you what do you expect out of students who are are starting at Spinebuster U, and like what can they kind of expect? Um, the biggest thing is to be coachable. Um, obviously, you need to be a little Tom you know, Brady there. Yeah, a little Tom a little, Brady there. Uh, unfortunately. 
no, oh, okay, no blue. Sorry. No sorry. blue. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just a little bit. Just the main thing is just be coachable. Um, I, obviously, you have to have some athletic ability, some, you know, be able a little charisma. Mm-hmm. But um, but for the most part, you just coachable. Uh, you know, eyes and ears open, mouth shut. Just you know, soak it all in because. You know, there's a lot to learn. It's 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 a real. Uh, it's a routine. I mean, there's something. That, that it, it well, it's an art form essentially. Is really what it is because a lot of danger can. You know, people always say, "Well, it's fake," but the problem is that if you don't do it correctly, it's actually very real at that point, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, if I punch you, I'm going to punch you, but don't. I can. Well, <laughs> at this point, no, we're good. Okay, so. thank God. All right, I'm, see, I'm but, not yelling at you. No, no, no we're good. I'm capable of having a conversation. It's All right, very so civil, too. Very civil. Yeah, no, I well, you know, I try. You're, you know, you're in studio. You're level-headed, man. You're bigger than me. You know what I mean? Like that, dude, <laughs> he knows how to fight. A lot yeah. of times, dude, I don't yell at people bigger than me. <laughs> um, you know, when you, when, you, when you started out as a pro wrestler, I guess, like, were you guys both thinking, like, dude, I'm going to make it to the WWE. I'm going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Or was this, you know, something more like guys who started a local band and are like, dude, if we can just go out to BuzzBin and play three shows a month, that's going to be a success. Where did you guys think you were going to be in all this? Well, the cool thing about my career is I actually went to an OCW show when I was 15. Right. And I was like, and I sat next to my best friend, who Joy, is Joey Rogers, who I'm wrestling on Saturday night. Oh, jeez. Nice. Best nice. BFF battle right and there. And we said we wanted to be in that ring, in that ring someday. And now I'm the longest reigning champion in that company's history. Well, there you go, Jamie I Shane would still right love there. to be in WWE someday. Don't get me wrong, but that's pretty cool that I can say that. You know, like, That is, that is damn that cool. Off. Yeah. Who's the greatest wrestler of all time? Like if we all right, you know what? I'll make it easier on you guys. Mount Rushmore, give me like, give me like four guys. Give me like who the four. It's like, dude, without these, they're the only ones that matter. Of all time. Of all, all time. time, yeah. Give me, Man. give me like a Mount Rushmore all time. Because as a guy who doesn't mainstream dudes, got to be guys yeah. that we were all gonna. Yeah, I want there. people in their car to be like, yeah, I know who that is. Okay, well that'd be kind of hard because if we're talking all time, I mean, you could put Gorgeous George in there, Buddy Rogers. I mean, these are guys from the 50s, 60s, 70s. I'll give you mine. But Make it a little easier. So maybe I'll give you an example of what I'm... And this is purely off the top of my head, and I All haven't right. watched wrestling in 20 years. Sure. Okay? Um, I know Hogan's had some issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's used yeah. some he's used some terminology that's not great. And uh, so that's weird to put him on a Mount Rushmore of anything, except for, like, maybe dudes who use words like that. Uh, but, but, he ha- <laughs> but he has to be. I mean, but, he has to yes. be. But, <laughs> right. I mean, dude, take, say your prayers. Say, you know, take your vitamins. I mean, everybody knows that. And so, like, I would put him there. Gotta and on the, on, on the other bookend, I, I think it'd have to be Andre. Yeah. I, I think it'd have to be Andre. And then, uh, dude, inside of Hogan, give me Brett the Hitman Hart. And then I have to go with Randy Macho Man Savage. So it's a solid four, especially That's from a, a non-wrestling fan. Dude, here, honorable mentions. Brutus the Barber. Hey. Little Jake the Snake. I like Jake the Snake. Honky Tonk Man was awesome. You if, know what I mean? If nothing else, just for the Jake the Snake documentary, yes, he should totally be on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> well, just, dude, you're like the wrestling just guy. hammered drunk. Um, I, I, I would definitely have to put Stone Cold on the list. You've got Hogan. He's undeniable. Oh, Rock, I suppose, for most people too, right? Yeah. Right, right. I would I mean, put, the guy's transcended multiple gener- or genres of, of entertainment. So, And honestly, to escape the WWE and have another career outside of that, I mean, that's going to be hard to do. To his level of success. Yeah, I mean, right. dude, he was the highest paid actor all last year, I think. Right, yeah. and that's astronomical. I mean, you start thinking about dudes like Johnny Depp and Chris Pratt and those 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 movies they've been in are absolutely huge. And if he's making more money, you, you know, the, the guy was able to do something. I don't know if I'm putting Rock or Austin. I can't put them both up there, so i got to pick one. And I think Stone Cold at his pinnacle was bigger. Bigger. Sure. 
more of an iconic is that brand. True? Is that true? Like, w- w- was Stone Cold a bigger brand when he was at the height than Rock was? It was neck and neck, but I think Stone Cold gets it. I, I, Who has better mic skills, Stone Cold or, or The Rock? The Rock. I think The Rock. Yeah, he was more entertaining, yeah, more charismatic. Yeah, more charismatic. Austin was the more in-your-face. Gimmick kind of. about the like just the redneck. But he thing. made you lose your mind. He yeah, made yeah, you, yeah. as like a fan, just like foam at the mouth and just like, yes, stutters and bears and all that. Um, I, I think you have to put Shawn Michaels up there, and I'm talking HBK, not BBC. Um, Shawn Michaels deserves, he deserves a nod. He does. Bro, well done. Uh, thank you. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Nice. Want to make that clear? Got it right by me. Want to make that clear? Um, so where am I? Austin? Uh, Michaels, uh, Hogan, and I don't know how it's even possible that you don't put John Cena on this I list. totally agree. Yeah. I, I, no, I, what? No, it's controversial, but nobody has been at the top of the game <laughs> as long as John Cena. A lot of people don't like John Cena. Dude, I know hate that. John Cena. Dude, we can't put him on Mount Rushmore. You're not going to be able to see him. <laughs> I need people we can see. My buddy Miles was in LA yesterday. He took a like. There's a billboard of Cena, and he posted. And I don't watch wrestling at all, but I thought it was hilarious. And Miles tweeted out. He goes, "Why would somebody put up a blank billboard?" <laughs> and it took me because I'm not a wrestling fan. It took me like three minutes to figure it out. And when I finally, I was like, "Oh, that's right. That you can't see anything." I did. I laughed for like five minutes about that. So people who uh, people who want to be a part of the action, love hurts uh, this Saturday tomorrow night at the OCW yeah, Arena. Man, this week flew. I it's too hard to believe it's Friday. What do they need to do for tickets? Where yeah. do they need to show up? How when, do they do what? That? How? What do I got to do? The particulars. Um, right now, they can uh, go online at ocwrestling.net, um, and they can pay via PayPal. Uh, you know, if they do that, then we collect their names. We have a, uh, you know, their, their names at the door. Sure. So obviously, we can't mail them the tickets. Or right, anything. right. Not this late. Um, we have a couple of ticket outlets uh, in the Portage Lakes area, um, Lakeview Market, uh, Snap Fitness Training Center uh, next to the Acme Fresh Market, and uh, Thirsty Gator. Uh, drive through. Oh, well, nice. As well as Main Street Saloon, which is our official after party on Main Street. Nice. So, nice. Ooh, that sounds um, good. And then obviously you can get them at the door, but you know, if you say, if you get them beforehand, it's obviously a little bit cheaper. So. Nice. Nice. So, dude, John Cena, yes! one of the greatest ever. Yes. John Cena has been at the top of the WWE longer than The Rock was in WWE. That's a fact. That's facts right there. 16 time heavyweight champion of the world, John Cena. The guy wears jean shorts and he bangs Nikki Bella. What else do you need to do? Shorts. First of all, Nikki <laughs> Bella banged everybody until she turned into Nikki Bella. So, like, let's crawling inside that. I don't know if that qualifies as Mount Rushmore status. And, bro, you know how I feel about the shorts. You know how I feel. It's like, dude, I'm deducting style points for the shorts. I am. Sometimes they're cargo shorts. Sometimes, Sometimes they are cargo around. shorts. Sometimes if, they are. As if that were better. As if that were better. That's uh, Sherman Tank and No Shame Jimmy Shane, who are uh, wrestling tomorrow night, Ohio Championship Wrestling Arena. It's 2910 South Main Street in Akron. Look at that. Short-term memory is not that bad. There it See? is. See? There it is. See? Even while angry and hungry <laughs> and everything else, I can remember some uh, some information there. Oh, uh, Earl says Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas going on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Oh, dude, where's Ric Flair? Yeah, nature Boy. I mean, Nature Boy, right? Nature Boy. That's a big one there. Here's where I think you Undertaker. Undertaker beats Cena. Mm-hmm. Undertaker's a good ago. argument. Undertaker's mm-hmm. a good argument, but Shane Douglas is a former OCW superstar. I'll yeah, tell you, he is. is he? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, he is. Oh, look at that. That's awesome. I'll tell you, uh, dude. I would take Bam Bam Bigelow over John Cena. 
Big Boss Man? All of them. <laughs> Come on, dude. Awesome. You can't put Tugboat before John Cena. Come Notice, on. once the WWE cartoon, cartoon got canceled, your boy was out. Just out. I don't know anybody after that. No rock and wrestling for you? No, none. We do have tickets for this. We will pass those out. Let's do that now. We'll take caller uh, 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to Ohio Championship Wrestling tomorrow night. Again, uh, the venue, Ohio Championship Wrestling Arena, is at 2910 South Main Street in Akron. Go uh, check these guys out. They're doing cool things for you. I'll and be there, too. I'll be there, too. Yeah, that's right. Phantom will be uh, out there ring announcing, and uh, we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Status is not what matters, but it helps. I'm rocking time, peace by Benny. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. You know what? Allow me to repeat that, because apparently a lot of you need it today. The safe word is vanilla pudding. Some of you need that safe word today. I apologize. I know, I, dude, occasionally sometimes I have the ability to, like, just can't see the forest from the trees. And I just start, like, dude, I, I, I get so angry, like, my mind goes blank, and I just am in a steaming rage. It's just I really get annoyed when people thrust labels on me that I don't feel are accurate. And sometimes I, I forget that you all don't know me personally. And so sometimes jokes or things that are said in jest can maybe be digested by the audience as a reality because you don't know me off of the air. And I sometimes I don't always remember that. I'll admit, see, this is what I always say about me. I'll at least meet you halfway. Do you feel like there's any point to you feel uncomfortable putting getting a label put on you? And maybe other people felt that same way by you putting a label or what I didn't appeared, put a label on what, anyone. what appeared to them to be that behavior? Okay, I'll make room. I will I, I will make room. I will. I have to. You know what I mean? Like in, in any one situation, nobody's one hundred percent right. And nobody's one hundred percent wrong. I uh, I had said something that's innocuous. It totally is. It gets used all the time, and uh, I, I realize that not everything's innocuous for everyone. But it totally is. It's totally inbound, and uh, somebody took it a little too seriously. And a person who has once heralded me as an ally for them then turned around and told me that I was that I was ruining her life, and I just I I. I I just, I, well, I can't handle it. And so then I just got, uh, I got a little defensive. I did. I can't lie. And it's because my record on this particular issue is unblemished. I mean, you can't, I mean, there are things you can say about me, but that ain't one of them. That's not one of them. This is something you can say about me, however. We have a study here. And Fantone and I both prove this to be 100% true. I would assume. I've never met everybody in your family. Okay. But um, include well, actually, I haven't met the one person in your family who this applies to, which is your brother. Okay, I've never met I've never met Phantom's brother. But there's a study come out, and this is definitely true in my house, that says the youngest child is the funniest child. Of course, my brother is a funny man. My dad was a funny person, both differently than I am. My brother's funny sometimes without trying. He doesn't know what he just said is really funny. Um, and because he's just very matter of fact, but he's not ever trying until he got married. Was he ever trying to make somebody laugh for any real purpose? And he will even admit to you that the, there's only two things in life I'm better at than he is, which is playing pool and being funny. Or the, and, and that's his term. I think there are other things he doesn't. And, uh, but this is definitely true of me. And I would assume this is true of you. 
Well, <laughs> thank you. I guess that you're considering my brother to be very, very unfunny. Oh, well, I don't know about unfunny. I just I would assume that you're funnier than he. Well, I, 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 I take your point there. I think what I think what I think what's happening here, and I think it happens in every family, is like now. Granted, you know you can buck trends certainly, but I think like roles are kind of set in families for not a reason, but they 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 occur for a reason. And the firstborn is probably going to be you know uh, the best leader, probably the most logical, probably the most like. Like, you know, what do I want to say? Um, I, I don't want to say like the best person, but like really, you know, they, they exhibit those type A personality traits. They, they, they exhibit that where when you're younger, you have to do whatever you can for that attention. And the more siblings you have, obviously, the sure. more you have to compete. But you have to you have to find another way because they're always going to be smarter than you because they're, you know, four years older than you. They know things you don't. They're going to be bigger than you. They're going to be stronger than you. So you're always going to have to like come up with like, hey, what am I good at? What are my strengths? And being younger, I think one of those things is is like, well, I'm cute, I'm funny, I can do these things, I can make mom laugh, and 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 as you get older, those roles just become more and more reinforced. I am very much a stereotype in this way, in the sense that if you watch like inside the actor studio or any of those things, they normally end up finding like, where did you find your comedic voice? How did you be funny? And if you listen to those people, they always say the same thing. I was the tension diffuser in my house, mm-hmm. and that was very very true of me. Um, I'm seven years younger than my brother. My brother grew up a, a problematic child. He's an amazing adult now and a wonderful parent. But there was a time where he was a very problematic child, um, dealing with coming to terms with the fact that my dad had adopted him and that wasn't his real father. I know a lot of people understand that struggle. And uh, so he was dealing with some of that. And there were some substance abuse issues that he had that he had to deal with. And so there was there were problems. And so sometimes I got overlooked in my house and so like some of the of it was like hey pay attention to right. me i'm i need attention too there was definitely part of that and then there was also my brother yelling at my dad and my mom yelling at my at my dad for yelling at my brother and then my mom yelling at my brother because don't you understand he's just trying to be a good father to you even though you know he adopted you and there was all that and so like there was like this dynamic where there was a lot of arguments in my house and I knew early on it was early like I remember it was second grade as a matter of fact I can remember the day perfectly where I realized I have the power to change this like I there's some I have this thing where I can make everybody at a moment's notice Forget this problem, at least temporarily. I didn't know at second grade that it, you know, 10 minutes later, the problem is going to be the problem, but right. like temporarily that I could put, that I could pop this balloon. And I remember getting, it sounds weird to be like, second grade got off on it. But I remember like, there's, it sounds totally weird. No, but, but like, there's but there, strength in that. There's, there's, it felt good. It felt like I remember like the, the look on my parents' faces and me remembering like, Oh, this is a thing of value that I've just done. And then you start applying that in other parts of life. And, and, and as a kid, you you know, as you start to find like girls, you're like, oh, if I make this girl laugh, oh, this is going to work out well for me. Teachers, oh, if I make this teacher laugh, I'm not going to be in as nearly as much trouble as I just was. And they'll like right. me more. And like, and it just goes further and further down the down the pipeline until you're a 40 year old man just sitting here by yourself in a radio studio wishing your life would have turned out differently. Not differently, better. <laughs> Not different. Different sideways. I went better. Better's up. I have some other. I, I have some other stats here. More family oriented. 
is the older child at thirty two percent to twenty seven percent. Of course, you were there first. This that in uh, well, and even even I mean, and I'll take myself as an example with my brother. My brother married three kids, a house, homeowner. He knew that he wanted that and was going to go get that. Where me, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna float through life and be stupid, and you know. Who's more self confident, you or your brother? Oh, that's a tough call. We're both very self confident people. That's one of the things my mom like prides herself on is how proud we are of ourselves. She's like, oh, I did such a good job raising you boys. So I would call that one an equal. My brother, it says here the oldest child is more self-confident. My brother is more self-confident than I am. I, uh, I only have confidence in about three different things in life, this being one of them. This, radio, making people laugh. There you go. <laughs> I can eat that donut faster. <laughs> more, who's more organized, you or your brother? Brother. Yeah, 54% say yeah. the older child's more organized. Yeah. More successful, you or your brother? <sighs> brother. I mean, at this point, I really do have to say that he's more successful than I am. My brother currently is unemployed and is more successful than I am. Thirty-eight percent of people say he gets paid more than I do. Thirty-eight percent of people, uh, or thirty-eight percent, they say more successful is the older child, more relaxed. You or your brother? Me. Yeah, they yeah. say the younger child, forty-two percent more relaxed. I will say, and this is going to sound crazy to all of you, I am a more relaxed person Jesus. than my brother. <laughs> more, now, although, yeah, I'm more easygoing than my brother is too. They say 47% the, uh, the younger child. Now, here's the big one. Favored by parents. Who do your parents favor? Um, I think it's different for both parents there. Okay. Or if I'm getting down to it, I, I would say my mom, probably me. My dad, probably my brother. Okay. My mom prefers my brother. They say here the, that the youngest child is favored. That was not true in my household. My mom favors my brother. She always does. She gets mad when I say it. I think it's what because my mom, I think she hears me say that I don't think she loves me, and that's obviously not true, but you're going to have a favorite, and she prefers my brother. I think it's tough for parents to to swallow that, to mm-hmm. like wrap their head around it, that mm-hmm. you would love one of your children. And I, get I, don't, it. I don't even know if it's necessarily love one of your children more than the other. You I, have a preference. You know what it is? It's that people have personalities, and you might just, might just enjoy one kid's personality more. Right. I mean, you, you really can't only have one favorite. So, like, you know, if it's not your wife and it's not your second son, it's your first son. I mean, so be it. Like, but the funniest child is the youngest child, and yeah. we both prove that. Yeah. I think to be one hundred percent true. There, it's uh, it's from Blam News. There is where we we'll have that. our we'll have our brothers come in and just do a boring dry radio show. My brother's actually done a show. With me, I did actually do that. My, bro- my brother would be like, "Hell no, I'm not doing that. My, no, I'm not sullying my name with your radio." My program. mom's been on the air with me. My brother's been on the air with me. You know who I want to sit down and interview one day, and I might Is just, that- it might just do it as a podcast because I'm not sure. Like everybody in the audience uh, would find it all that interesting. But my sister-in-law legitimately is one of the smartest, funniest, down-to-earth, open to new ideas. Willing to have discourse and not and listen to you people ever. And she's honestly a brilliant once in a generation mind. And uh, and that would be honestly sitting down. Roxanne is legitimately the person on the earth since my dad died that I respect the most. It's not even close. Like it's Roxanne and then there's no close second. And uh, and that would be honestly that would be I've never thought about it, but that would be a very, very interesting interview. Maybe I'll maybe I'll reach out and see if I can get that done. The show gets closed out next on Rock 106. How about that? Welcome back to the Stansbury show. Rock 106.9. You know, we all laughed at that at that minister that talked about people having flames coming out of their buttholes. We all laughed, right? We were like, dude, he's crazy. 
But dude, I said some things today that got people's butt all fired up. Well, if you thought AIDS was bad. AIDS is bad. Wow. Somebody does need wow. to tell that guy wow. that. Yeah. Somebody needs to tell good. that guy, dude, AIDS is definitely still bad. There are other bad things, but AIDS still gets to be bad too. Welcome back to the program. Uh, programming note, uh, Monday, state of apparently, you know, government holiday there. Yeah. Little President's Day there. Which and the boss didn't even give us an option. He just said, hey, put best stuff in. You're off Monday. And I was like, uh, oh, uh, well, okay. It's bizarre. I just don't, I mean, listen, I appreciate it. And you know me, I'll take the day off. There's no question yeah, about you, it. You are more comfortable with this than I am. Well, for sure. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a company holiday. They tell I us know. to take the day off. I take the day off. I but it, it, it really is like... Why do we get these weird banker holidays off? President's Day? I didn't I didn't expect to have President's Day off. Yeah, but it's gonna be beautiful, so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm gonna sneak my buddy Seth out of where he works and we're gonna go play golf. Oh, I hope it, mad people playing hooking on Monday. I hope I did not just ruin that for him, but yeah, I think that's our plan. Every dude Seth named Seth right now is like, oh son of a bitch, bitch Dansbury. <laughs> my boss is listening right now. He's gonna think it's me. I uh, speaking of which, dude, the golf show is this weekend, yeah. and how bad for them? It's up at the IX Center. How bad for those oh, poor yeah. people? It's gonna be sixty all weekend. You get a hardcore golfer like me, and dude, I don't care about buying a new club. I want to go play. Right. I mean, if it was yeah. snowing, if there's a foot of snow out there, then yeah, hey, yeah. we'll go to the show. But, Absolutely, yeah. they're getting a little now. Plenty of people still gonna go, still be great, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm actually man. Let me see. I'm working tonight. Tomorrow, I'm actually playing in an indoor tournament in Medina up at Bunker Hill. I'm playing in an indoor golf tournament tomorrow. And then uh, Sunday, yeah, I did. I, you know, with my buddy, I was like, "Hey, man, I was like, I'm off on Monday. I was like, and it's supposed to be sixty. Like, let's maybe go to the golf show late, but in the, the early part of the day, let's just go play golf. I'd rather play. It's supposed to be really nice today, from what I what uh, what time is your is your indoor tournament on Saturday, buddy? I'm a little worried about you. When's that? Because um, you got to work tonight. Oh, it's like six. It's like six o'clock Saturday okay. night. Okay, so it's an yeah. evening thing. I was gonna say Stansberry going to the uh, what is it but- called? What's uh, uh radiate tonight. radiate the radiation Ra- the radiation festival radiate tonight and I will I won't get out of there till about six o'clock yeah. in the morning so it will I, I mean it, it's like twelve hours after I'll get home or actually out of work but yeah I'll sleep I don't know five get, six hours get a little get a little siesta there I don't want you right. to, I, don't, right. I don't want you I don't want you you know getting I've, sick or anything I've been uh I've been hitting the three wood well enough. <laughs> You know, I just totally jinxed myself. I'm going to shank every damn shot tomorrow now. I right. know better than that. What right. was I thinking? Right. What are your big plans? Uh, tonight, nothing in particular. Um, tomorrow, obviously, Ohio Championship Wrestling rolls oh, back yeah, into yeah, town, yeah. which is very exciting stuff there. Um, and uh, and Thanks and, again to those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sherman Tank and No Shame Jimmy Shane but, uh, for stopping by. Sunday, NBA All-Star Game. So excited about that. Going to have to peep that out. And it's nice, too, that I can watch it and not have to be like, oh, son of a bitch, right. i got to wake up in So the let's morning. talk about that real okay. quick. All right. Well, um, do you believe there will be an overly politically, you know, uh, you know, a polarizing statement or uh, action or something that will be done? I mean, do am I going to think it's polarizing or overtly? <laughs> no, of course I'm not going to. But do I think that uh, by the end of the weekend somebody's like oh, these NBA basketball players? They said this. Yes, I think that there's going to be probably something of of that nature. Hmm. It's almost inevitable. You know what I mean? Like if these guys are going to voice their opinions. It's and their somebody, platform. And they feel strongly, and somebody is going to. Be offended by it. I'm oh, just, I'm just curious. I hope that they don't need to save space from words. If LeBron says something that offends somebody, oh, Jeez. snowflakes. I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. Do you well, I mean, let's hurt? be fair, though, dude. We we did have a snowflakey situation of somebody that's on the snowflake side who got super hurt? snowflakey. Well, but I'm going to say both sides do it, and both sides are wrong. Right. Right. So There's like, snowflakes on both sides right. of the aisle. So, you know, let's dude, not... Uh, none of us are tough. None of us. Not, not even me. Put that. You know what else I might do this weekend? Uh, number one, it's Bang going to be beautiful. Oh, yes, of course. Weed. Of course. Of course. Of course. No, but honestly, now that, you know, I moved into this new house... 
Uh-oh. Bro, I think I got to get a grill. I think I got to go out and go get a grill, throw some burgers on it. You know what I mean? Like, if it's going to be this Ooh. nice. Man, I wish I was going to be in town. If it, if it's going to be this nice. Maybe so, we'll I do could it on sit my, so I could sit in my apartment alone and not be invited. <laughs> that would have been great. Maybe we'll do it on Monday. Listen, and my girlfriend actually said something to me about that. She's like, babe, she's like, this weekend, we're going to have to do something with Dan. She's like, I've been so busy and I just haven't been home and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't want him Dan's to get got a, a few ideas. She's like, I don't, she's like, I don't want him to get a complex and think that we don't like him. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Megan, dude. We're three years in. I'm way too late on but, that. But she she was. She was like, she was like, but it's just been crazy weekends and we haven't had an opportunity to do anything. And I feel bad because I've wanted to be like, dude, hey, come over after the show. Yeah, but part of the problem is, dude, come the weekend, I gotta run right, right back up and bartend right. all the time. And, and she and I'm like, I, I would invite Man, you. I over. gotta find a way to make a living in one <laughs> place. You think by 40 years old I would have been able to find a way to make my lights go on and my car insurance played by working at one place. What a diva. Lights on and car insurance stance, Mary. Come on. I, I better get my my priorities in line and understand that I'm not worthy of all of that. I'll take this time over the weekend to do that yeah. and join you guys Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great weekend. See